Well, we are, uh, we're doing this. <laughs> Hell yeah! I cannot believe we're doing this. I'm actually here. Welcome to the Pat McAfee Show. Welcome to the FanDuel Thunderdome. Oh, I am yeah. literally not Pat McAfee. No, you're, no, not. you're not. Football! Not. Football! Football! See, I was supposed to do the show starts now, right? You guys kind of jumped the gun. Well, well you missed the beat it goes drop. With the beat. It's confusing. See, yeah. nobody told me. This is. Anyway, I'm Ian Rappaport. <laughs> baby. Rap. Usually Rap. from NFL Network, also known as Rap Sheet. Usually uh, a regular guest on the Pat McAfee show. But instead, I am invading Pat's desk. I'm going to move some shit around. Don't do it. Don't do I just it. cursed for the first time on the show. Oh, rap. Didn't mean to. Um, but See. I guess that just happened, like yeah. a lot of other things. Whoops. So anyway, I'm hosting. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I'm taking Pat's place um, just for today or? Just today. Just I think today. just today. Just today. Well, maybe okay. next Friday, too. Who knows? Whoop. Oh. Oh. AJ oh. could get Wally Pitt. Yeah, exactly. He I mean, I've it. watched shows where AJ's hosted. A little bit to be desired, honestly. Sure. For sure. Um, no a little doubt. rough around the edges. Sure. So maybe I'm better. Um, so I think far. that's possible. Pat yeah. is going to join us in the second hour from Dallas-ish, right? Yeah. 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 There you go. Dallas. The, I think, the tri-state area? Yeah. Outside the stadium, maybe yeah. inside the stadium. I'm not sure. I lived in Dallas for three years, and many people say they're from Dallas. And it's like, oh, really? Where? And they're like, McKinney. Fort I'm like, no. Sure. Like, so Pat is not in Dallas. I think he's going to be in Arlington, okay. which is almost Dallas. Mm. Uh, so he'll be joining us. We're also going to be joined by my good friend Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated. Here we go. To explain um, why his wife is still in my phone as sex. Oh! It's not a sordid story, but it is a good story. Okay. So he will tell that as well as why he broke the uh, Hugh Freeze Jeez. news and why I dunked on him. By breaking the Michigan starting running back being out for the season. You did. I saw that. Yeah. What's his name? Blake Corum. Oh, (laughs) well done. Test. Wow. God, I hate that you asked that. Well, welcome to the fucking Thunder, though, (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Okay, so we do get into a lot of weird breaking news stuff. So Mm -hmm. I will address the concerns of the me not knowing who I was tweeting about yesterday. You're an NFL. I knew his name, but I wasn't sure about the spelling. Okay. Yeah, it's a tough name. Well, right, Corp, because it could be Q, sure. or it could be C, right, K. K. When he's in the NFL next year, I bet you know the spell. You're an NFL guy. I yeah. mean, there is a chance now, but considering he's having the surgery that would knock him out for the season, not the one that would bring him back for the bowl game, I'd say there's a decent chance he's coming to the NFL next year. Yeah. Good player. Mm-hmm. Um, mid-round pick, good running back, tough, tough, tough. So I had to look up the spelling, but I did have uh, – I did have the pronunciation, so good job by you. Where you go, Rep? Everybody Rep in there, huh? Proud of you, Rep. you. You're flying. Um, so anyway, we're going to have a good show, I think. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have a good show. Um, <laughs> Here we go, Happy rap. to be joined by you guys. Usually I talk to you guys on a delay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking in real life, so if I say some stuff that's really dumb, you can just interrupt me and say, shut up. Yep. Or Yeah, we tried with the Dellinger thing, but uh, you know, you're, it's already over now, so we'll just keep it rolling, I guess. Shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. you bad. You bad. I thought you were just rolling right into Kanye West, Chris Paul when you said that. <laughs> I guess I guess that's a conversation for another. We'll time. save that later. We'll save yeah, that, we'll for, save later. that for a different okay, time. I, I was sitting in my bed this morning, we're getting mentally prepared to host the show, sure. which yeah. I'm still not ready for that. And I saw that Kanye West was uh, obviously trending, and I saw mm-hmm. Chris Paul was trending, mm-hmm. and I had no idea why. And then I tried to look it up, 
And God, that was a cesspool of terrible. Sure. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of terrible there. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to that later. Yep. Yeah, exactly. sure the people want to know that. Yeah, um, idea. There was a football game last night. Yes, yeah. kind of. It was, wow. yeah, Shit kind show. of is right. Yeah. Are you a Patriots fan? Uh, no. But kind of. Ever? A little bit. Well, so I covered the Patriots for three years for the Boston yeah. Herald. And yeah. Great, great, great organization. Is it better than the Globe or... Well, I don't know. Have you ever seen Spotlight? Yeah, okay, because that's not true, because one of the greatest actors of our generation worked there. Who's that? Fucking Michael Keaton. Boom. Shout out to Boston Globe (laughs) and Spotlight. Michael, was this in that movie, The Paper? No, no Spotlight. Spotlight. Spotlight, right. You don't watch movies, do you? No, I've seen seen Spotlight. It was good. I watch it on a plane. Yeah, it is good. Most of my movie watching is on planes. It's about the Catholic Church. No, I watch it. It was okay. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are all the kind of movies where, like, I do this for, I mean, not this for a living, but, like, I do my job for a living where I tweet about, like, ankles and sure. ACLs Shoulders. and stuff. And then I watch, like, real reporters. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, maybe I should do that. Well. You mean, like, go overseas and, like, cover? Like a war correspondent? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, real stuff. But then I realize who I am, and it's, like, not, <laughs> you know, that's not me. It's not as fun. It's not as fun, and I don't think I, you know, I try to be a good person as I can in various ways, and. Maybe I try to make up for it outside my stupid job that I do where I talk about fantasy advice and sure. injuries mm-hmm. and who's getting hired and yeah. who's getting fired. Anyway, football game last night. Mm-hmm. Patriots did not win. No, they didn't. The Bills won 24-10. to 10. Josh Allen did silly, silly things mm-hmm. on the sideline. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, there was an interception overturned that I know a lot of people have some questions about. No, it wasn't a pick. So. Uh, what did you guys think? Uh, I mean, it was a shit show. Uh, first off, obviously, the boost did not hit. Yep. I apologize. Okay. We put it together in the morning. I thought, and when I say we, I mean me and my brain and all the voices in my head. Okay. And we thought that it was going to be good. It wasn't. We were close. Not that close for some people. But, you know, six yards of Ramondre Stevenson. And who knew Josh Allen wasn't going to run the ball? So, obviously, I apologize. Next boost, I'm sure whoever takes the reins will do much sure. better than me because, you know, I'm not a boost better, I guess, is what we've learned. I didn't hit any touchdown parlays or any bets yesterday, just for the record. But I'm more of a <laughs> plus 10,000, plus 15,000 sure. guy. But, mm-hmm. no, the game was tough. Yeah, uh, you expected after the Marcus Jones Patriots touchdown, yeah. you know, the kick returner defensive back, they're using him on offense. It was like, oh, okay, here we go. The Patriots are going to kind of, you know, change it up. They are saving some stuff for this game specifically because it's such a big game. Um, but after this touchdown here, yeah, the game was over. Uh, I believe the Bills, I think, were like 20 to 20 on third down. Patriots could they not punt? get off the field. They punted they after, did. They did. after six quarters or, you know, 16 quarters, whatever. Uh, it got mentioned a lot. Did about- you, yeah, but got mentioned wrong. Did you guys catch that? No. No, I'm glad it did, though. I'm glad you caught it. What they say? So. It was basically like, um, you know, this Bills punter uh, was obviously, you know, the punter last year when the Bills punted zero times against the Patriots, but he wasn't. Mm. Well, oh. well, well. This is kind of interesting. What's up with that, it's huh? Kind of weird. I don't know. That is kind of weird. Al was trending this morning. Yeah. yeah. Because of that? Because of some stuff similar. What other what stuff? Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know about that, but also, I mean, the the big, t- at least for someone who's not a Pats fan or a Bills fan who kind of just you know, tried to stay awake during the game. And then you have all the stuff with uh, Mac Jones this morning and Mm -hmm. yeah, Patricia's trending. Do you think him motherfucking Patricia on the sidelines, that's something that's been brewing or under the surface for a while now. And it just kind of, 
took a big spotlight moment against a division rival for all that stuff to really kind of come to the surface? You know, I, I'm, I'm sort of – I don't love – putting the spotlight on sideline things. I mean, look at my guy, Mac. He is, yeah, he was amped. He yeah, was he was amped. Very I don't, yeah. you know, it's, it's like, I kind of feel weirdly guys, like that's us peeking into someone's office, right? Mm-hmm. So like if someone freaks out on the sideline, it's like, you know, like if I move Pat shit around and he comes in and yells at me, like, I don't want the camera on that. Sure. sure. Right. That's private business. Um, this felt a little more, I don't know. Like, I don't think it was nothing. Like, has it been brewing? There's been frustration with the offense. They haven't been as productive as they want. Third down, red zone certainly haven't mm-hmm. been as productive. For sure. And I think the choice of Matt Patricia as essentially play caller, offensive coordinator, is probably going to go down as one of the most debated of Bill Belichick's tenures. And, like, there is a chance it gets better. My guess would be Belichick takes over the offense a little more, as he sometimes does when things aren't going great. Oh, I hope you're right. But, like... Of all the symbols of the Patriots season, don't you think that this will be one of them? Oh, yeah, absolutely, especially with the fallout. Like, as a Patriots fan looking at it, yeah, the offense has had some good games. They've had some bad games. Obviously, last night was a terrible game. You go to last week, though, and they were unbelievable. So it's weird how big of a difference that can change. Uh, But it's hard to imagine Bill completely getting rid of Patricia. Like, a lot of Patriots fans are pointing immediately to Bill O'Brien. Like, okay, Bill O'Brien, he's in Bama. He's been there for a few years. They're not happy with him there. Yeah, they're not happy with him there. He said he wanted to, you know, come back to the NFL and would be open to it. Uh, That would be a dream for, I think, a lot of Patriots fans. But if you're Belichick, one, do you ever do what everyone points to? And two, is after one year the thought, like, okay, we tried this, it didn't work? Or is it, yeah, well, he's, he's got a year under his belt. He's going to get better next year. We can get w- more weapons with all the cap space. It just sucks that the season's over at week 12. I mean, that, that's the real bummer. I don't think so. I don't think it's over. Because okay. I kind of feel We're like I do. Playoff with, line, right? You're still in the hunt. Still yeah. 500, yeah. Playoffs. They can still make the playoffs. I mean, they're not winning the Super Bowl. No. no. So, technically, season is it's over. Exactly. But, I mean, tell you what, you get in the tournament, anything can happen. Yeah, right. you got to go to the dance. I agree. And uh, as a Patriots fan, it's tough because of the <clears throat> expectation that it's now just getting the playoffs, not like, okay, season starts in the AFC Championship. But it does feel like there isn't much hope with the – core that we have right now like not too many great young players not too many like standout stefan diggs-esque weapons like we don't yeah. have that one player i think lombardi might have said that yesterday how they don't have that like one guy who really you know jumps off the screen when you're watching but again you know you saw him last year bill him being bill uh, in the offseason, use all that space and actually go and get guys. And, you know, some of them haven't panned out. Kendrick Bourne barely gets any snaps. I don't really understand why or how that happens because he was the best receiver last year. Is John uh, healthy? John who's healthy. Again, yeah, another guy that doesn't get many snaps. I think he was actually the first signing of that, <laughs> entire, that entire run. God, that was such a crazy – that was like the most optimistic couple of days in the last two years. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what I keep thinking about, and this is like, in the grand scheme of things, the Mac Jones sideline sort of outburst. And, like, Mac is an emotional dude, mm-hmm. and I don't care that much if quarterbacks yell at people. No. Like, it's sort of whatever. I like it. It's like, hey, this guy wants to fucking yeah. win. He's not just like, okay, right. whatever. Right. So, like, I'm not bothered by that. I'll tell you what, the, maybe the most, like, indelible thing to me was it's a 14-point game. They got two minutes to oh, go. Oh, yeah. You know where I'm going. Yeah, they, no they didn't call any of their timeouts. So, like, we can talk about what we saw 
And, like, my opinion on the Patriots' offense, like, it's not that important in the real world. Like, I'm interested in it. Maybe my family. Maybe you guys. Oh, yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. Bill Belichick's opinion means more. Mm-hmm. The fact that he didn't use his timeouts, that he was like, I think we're good, was a little bit alarming. Because yeah. doesn't that tell you what he thinks? Absolutely. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. Where, like, you know, even if we're down by – uh, 10 points. Like, if we're down by 10, is he still doing that? Or is there some sort of, like, hey, we might go down and right. kick a field goal and then onside kick? Like, there was no sense of, yeah, maybe we should, you know, get the ball back. But that's how dominant the Bills were last night. It's like there was no there's no point in that <laughs> game, aside from that Marcus Jones touchdown, which was in the, you know, first quarter, mm-hmm. where it was like, hey, we might have a chance here. Right after the Bills marched down and Stephon Diggs scored his touchdown, it was like, oh, okay, this game is over. Like, they do not have a chance. And it, a lot of people... Uh, we're pointing to this today. Stefan Diggs also catching the ball and staring at Jonathan Jones in the end zone before <laughs> mm-hmm. the play is even over. It's just like the most – like that right yeah. there is so disrespectful. <laughs> mm-hmm. It hurts. And especially when you're doing it in the red jerseys, everyone's juiced up. You can see the fans on the, standing up in the stands. But after this, there's no hope. And I think that's the real problem. And it goes to Mac jo- Jones's, you know, whole entire – you know, yelling at the I team. Mean, look at this. Yeah, Jesus. this one too. Same thing as Dawson Knox in the yeah. playoffs last year to start the game. Uh, but yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, but for Belichick, yeah, I've never seen the white flag be raised like that ever. Um, and he referenced the Ravens game with how he did that against them. Matt gets hurt yeah. at the end of the game because they got the ball back and he didn't want to put right. the team in that sort of situation. So I can, I can see how that makes sense. Um, it's also impossible to be. Uh, a fan and think like, oh, well, if we get the ball back, we can throw a deep ball and score a touchdown right away. Why aren't we doing this? Like, there's no, there's no hope of that. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's a two-score game. There's no hope of like, hey, quick touchdown, let's do this. Honestly, the last time I can think of it happening was uh, last year against the Cowboys. Trevon Diggs gets a pick six. Mm-hmm. Next play for the offense, uh, Kendrick Bourne goes 75 yards. But Kendrick Bourne doesn't play anymore. So it, it's just – it's – Pretty wild as a fan to watch and not understand what's going on and why there hasn't been a change. But again, you just fall back on his Bill Belichick. So, and I don't know how long that's going to last for a lot of fans. I will go zero and seventeen with Bill Belichick and be yeah. perfectly fine with it because we still have Bill. But I don't know. There, there's a lot of people pissed off about it. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of how I feel. I'm more of the like, as long as Bill's there, they're going to be fine. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it was, there was some alarming things. And, like, I don't know where that's going. And I'll tell you this. Like, we've known the Bills were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe, they're, maybe they're sort of back to where they were. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, there was definitely a moment where people would say things to me, like, do you think the Bills are going to make the playoffs? And I'd be like, huh? Yeah, what like, are we talking about? Well, yeah, because there was a week where they, what, were t- was it tie with the Patriots? Or were they were third in the division a couple weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, they yes. went from, what, being, like, the one <clears throat> seed or the right. two seed to being, like, you know, six or seven and, like, on the cusp of not mm-hmm. making it in the AFC. They're it, good, man. Yeah, and they're still in the wild card. Well, and it was also, like, you know, I mean, you look at the score, 24-10, and that feels a lot cl- – like, that is not indicative of – no. How <laughs> that that game was a blow. Like I mean, obviously not a blow because they only won by two scores. Felt like it. But Connor's right. right. You know, like after that, after the Pats scored their first touchdown, and then the Bills got on their next possession and just marched down the field methodically. It was like, oh, this game's over. And you know, I mean, it, it seemed like the kind of thing where if they wanted to, like they, I mean, you know, Josh Allen fumbles before half on that. Like it, it could have gotten a lot uglier than it was. But even at twenty four ten, like it feels like the Bills won by fifty. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I felt like too. I don't know. I mean, it's, we'll see. And there's some, there's some. I mean, we'll get to the, some of the games this weekend. 
uh, a little bit later, but there's some fun stuff that needs to unfold in that division, including the Miami Dolphins, who yeah. are awesome, and I have no earthly idea what they're going to do is, against the 49ers. Is uh, Armstead playing this weekend? Do you know? Armstead is playing. Here okay. we go. It's been a minute. Um, he's dealt with some some weird stuff. I think he had plantar fasciitis, then like a sort of a hairline fracture type deal. Mm. I thought it was a peck, right? I thought mm-hmm. it was a peck. Was it not? I thought it was the a mo- foot. The most recent one, I believe, was a peck. The most he, recent one he, was a peck. Okay, yeah, there you he go. He did have a foot earlier in the season. He he's got two of them, but I think there was a foot injury. But yes, um, he has said he's playing, and I think that will help. Um, if I screwed up the injury, uh, that will be an unforced error. And I apologize to We the do fans. it all the time. It's, it's nice. Yeah, it's yeah okay. don't worry, Rashi. It's okay. This isn't the insiders where you guys get everything right all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yes, that, that definitely happens. On the made-up network. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The fast huh? network? The fake network? Did you guys like my T-shirt, by the way? Did you <laughs> just see that? Yeah, sure. sweet. Very surprised you're not wearing it today. Yeah, pretty neat. I thought about that. I thought about wearing that T-shirt, and I thought about wearing my own T-shirt with my face on it. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Which is in the store over... over it's, uh, it's over... It's through one of those doors, I think. Yeah, brick and mortars. Yeah. Um, it's around somewhere. here somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I saw the, the cashiers. Store.patmavshow.com is, uh, if, you wanna, if you don't want to come to the brick and mortar location, right. Uh, right. you can mm-hmm. order from there. Just to be fair. Even right, so um, I thought about wearing that. My don't wife come to the office. Like, That's what yes, I was let me reiterate, <laughs> do not come to the office. <laughs> yes, right. please. Oh, yeah, don't come to the office. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. No, it's right. heavily guarded. Wait, so, is he talking to me? No, he's talking to everybody. Got it, okay. So Depending on how today goes, you might be talking. How, many, how much coffee are you drinking today? How much coffee does an average insider drink in a day? Okay, good question. That is a good question. Um, I I have two different kinds of coffee settings. I have one where it's half a pot, okay. which is basically two Yeti sized tumblers, like okay. the, the ones you guys have sure. over there. Growler. Gra- uh, well, growler's, growlers bigger. Yeah. Oh, okay. Growler's like a gallon, I think. Oh, okay. I have no idea what it is. Just a cool term. <laughs> you've drank from a growler before. Surely you've drank from so. a growler. Yeah, he's Ice cold me. beer out of a growler. Is he usually just straight from the keg? Uh, yeah, usually. Yeah, that makes sense. So usually on regular days, I would say half a pot. And then on days where I'm on Good Morning Football through Total Access, which is 7 a.m. to 7.30 p.m., mm-hmm. probably a full pot. Okay. Um, what about trade deadline? Yeah, like free agency weekend. Oh, yeah, it, we're weekend. talking more more than a pot. Yeah. So, like, I go through the pot. I'll come up at, like, 2, and I'm like, do we have any coffee? And it'll be, like, it's just not- myself standing there. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, I guess i got to make a new one. Um, Jeez. And I'll make it. It's terrible. It's terrible. Have mm-hmm. you ever had your phone uh, hours screen time on? Or do you just keep that off just for safekeeping? Some idiot <laughs> thought this was a good idea. <laughs> To tell us <clears throat> how long we are on our phones. It's messed up. That's a, I'm like offended by that. Yeah, I never want to know. Like every like Sunday morning at nine, Correct. I get a text that's like, hey, you're way too, stare at this thing way too much. Like mm-hmm. go talk to your family. And I'm like, wow, 17 hours a day. It's really great. <laughs> oh, that's, that's electric. That's, is that what it is you no, say? No, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And then I'll go like on vacation or something and I'll go like to ski and it'll be like, you only spent. You know, your, your screen time is down 20%. I'm like, this is great. The next Sunday, it's like 99% in your phone. I'm like, all right, now I feel like a total jerk. So, well, I mean, it's your job. The phone, the, whoever created screen time doesn't know that that's your job, obviously. They just think you're another guy with an iPhone. That's right. Okay, rap. What and, you, would, and you're not. What would you be doing normally on a Friday? Like, when did you stop going? Because I saw Garofolo did a hit from, uh, like, he was at the game last night, I think. Yeah. Like, when did you stop doing Thursday night football? I mean, do you still go to those games? I feel like I, I rarely see you on location anymore. And what, 
on an average Friday, what are you doing? Because usually, yeah. I mean, you, you join us every once in a while on Friday, but usually we're getting you on Monday or right. Tuesday, you right. know, kind of recapping the weekend. Um, first, do we have, first of all, do we have our guest? We do. All right. Put a butt, put a, put a, put a pin, pin in that. Put a pin in that. There you go, rap. Thank you. No, I was, I was going to, I was going to say arrow, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, like is the arrow here? Anyway, uh, on this Feel Good Friday where I am feeling very good uh, pretending to host the show, we are joined by my good friend, <laughs> Ross Dellinger from Sports Illustrated, who is, I told you to look nice. Yeah, Ross! Hey, Ross. This is as nice as I can look. Look at the background. We have a train. It's a train right here. Isn't that That's nice? Sweet, look man. at the train. I do love trains. Anyway. Ross is a writer for Sports Illustrated. Uh, he is someone I've known for a very long time. Um, he was one of the doofuses on the student paper when I was covering Mississippi State. Oh! Um, made a career of himself. Uh, breaks a bunch of news, including yeah. dunking on everyone when Hugh Freeze got hired. Uh, Ross, welcome. What's going on? Welcome, Ross. Welcome, Ross. Not Ross. much. Just got to... Uh, hey, guys. Just got to lovely Atlanta for the SEC championship game. And... Uh, yeah, we go, uh, we go way, 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 way back, huh? We do. Um, you're going to have to pep it up a little bit. This is a high-energy situation. Um, <laughs> we'll ask so him about we the phone. A, right, guys? I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. come on, oh, Ross. Yeah. Here you go. Championship weekend. Need a little more. Uh, first I need of all, half a pot of coffee that you talked about. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. Um, we got a big slate of college football games this Saturday. I want to get to some other stuff that you've reported on, including the expansion, which I think is going to be really good um take me through this weekend a little bit what are we looking forward to and for you like what's the most important thing that's going to come out of it well you know unfortunately it's kind of anticlimactic um the one big game that i think could impact the playoff is tonight uh friday night in in las vegas at the pac-12 championship uh usc will play utah um i think that's the biggest thing that could really, really shake up the the top four um, for the playoff announcements on Sunday. So if USC wins, um, I think they're in, and everything pretty much stays the same. Uh, I think if they lose, Ohio State gets in probably. Um, hmm. But the other three are kind of set. Now, they're not necessarily set seeding-wise, but I think they're in. I think Michigan, I think Georgia, and I think – uh, TCU, if they all if they all win, they're in. If they all lose, they're probably in. Um, if they some all would lose, debate probably that in. about TCU, yeah. but wow. yeah, that's the situation we're in right now. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not a lot. They're the only the last three undefeated teams. So um, you know, everybody else has one loss. A lot, most teams have two or more losses. So that's the situation we're in. It kind of all comes down to that USC Utah game. It's either USC gets in or Ohio State gets in. If USC loses, some people would say that TCU needs to win. I really don't think so. I, I think the seeding would change if they lose. They would be four seed or something. But um, I think the, the top three right now are in. Isn't this weird? Like, shouldn't it be more exciting? I hate to say this, but shouldn't it be more exciting? Oh. Well, in two years, we're going to get there. I think if the expanded playoff, obviously right now we have four teams, and we'll have 12 in an expanded playoff starting in 2024. And if you looked at this weekend – in an expanded playoff. But if it existed now, all of these games would matter, right? Pretty much like six of the 10 championship games would impact the field because in a 12-team playoff, obviously you have more teams, but also you have the four first-round buys that can only go to conference champions. So all these conference championship games are 
kind of a uh, you know will, will get you a first round bye if you win a lot a lot of these and a lot of teams in these conference championship games will get in or working their would would work their way into the field if they win these games. So right now, when most of these games don't really matter to get in the field, maybe matters with seeding in a twelve team play. Number one, it definitely matters with seeding and getting a bye. And number two, some of these teams could punch their ticket to get in. So you talked about the the expanded playoff, and obviously that was sort of the well, – first of all, how long have you – you know, for those who don't know, you obviously, you, you know, you cover all the storylines of college football, which I feel like has been dominated by either realignment or expanded playoffs. How much time have you spent – covering the expanded playoffs, and what was your reaction when it finally, finally, finally went down, I guess, yesterday? I don't know what I can say on this show as far as curse words. Whatever you want. You can say let it rip. Let it rip. But it is the most asinine thing I have ever covered in my career. Whoa. It's been 18 months That's of not a curse. pettiness. Well, you know, it's close enough. It's I didn't want to curse. get in trouble. No, um, no. But uh, so it, it, it has been 18 <laughs> months of this. So – um, in June 2021 is when a subcommittee of the 10 commissioners, about four of them got together for two years, starting in actually 2019 for two years, created this model, studied it, you know, looked at over a hundred different models, formats, and uh, created this model and presented it in June, 2021, 18 months ago. And it has taken that long for it to get approved. Uh, and a lot of it is because of something you just mentioned, right? Conference realignment. Um, the, 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 uh, you know, there were a lot of people angry at the SEC for taking Oklahoma and Texas last summer and angry at the Big Ten for taking USC in uh, UCLA this past summer. And that just created a fractured room of commissioners who just, for whatever reason, didn't want to agree. Um, and it, it's just been this long, awful process. And finally, we were waiting this last couple of weeks on the Rose Bowl um, uh, because the contract with ESPN in order to to expand the playoffs early the contract would have to be broken and the contract is with ESPN in the six legacy bowls so you had to get everybody on board everybody was on board except the Rose Bowl until earlier this week when they decided to sign the amended contract and be a part of this thing so um it's it's been a long long process I had a commissioner tell me um earlier this week he was describing this whole process. And again, as I talked about, a lot of folks in that commissioner room were really angry at the SEC and Commissioner Greg Sankey uh, last summer. And it, it was kind of a purposeful delay uh, just to kind of stick it to them, uh, a lot of people believe. That's and one of the commissioners earlier this week told me, uh, when I asked him, I said, like, can you describe this process to me, like this 18 months and this grinding, awful process? And he, he said, well... I know that a big portion of that 18 months was the Greg Sankey is the devil period that we had to get over, you know? So that, that just gives you an idea of that room and how fractured uh, it was for a long time and, and still is. Uh, we got a question from the boys. Uh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Ross, Rapsy just forgot my name. As <laughs> you can see, but uh, that's is, not true. It's okay. My name is basically boys. Uh, Ross, uh, <laughs> I didn't know if we were going to go around. Don't worry, don't worry. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just messing around. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about tone. Go ahead. Uh, De- thank you. Uh, there's been a lot of talk <laughs> about De- Deion Sanders moving. Uh, could you see him uh, leaving Jackson? And if he did, would it be for a job that's you know not to kind of dump on these teams it would 
would it be for a bigger job than Colorado or uh, USF, or would he actually go to one of those places before going to maybe an SEC, Big 12 type of school? Well, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, any coach wants to move up, right, up the ladder, and Dion is is, is the same. Um, you know, when he got the Jackson State, before he got the Jackson State job, he interviewed with some FBS programs, and then after first year, uh, Jackson State, he interviewed with more. Um, so he – He's interviewed with ADs at Arkansas, at TCU. I think he talked to Florida State, maybe Colorado State Miss, at some point. Um, so uh, maybe Ole Miss, yeah. Yeah, I, I think he's talked to a lot of people. I think he was the most serious of a candidate at, uh, at TCU. And, and um, I, I, you talked to ADs who interviewed him, and it was – they're blown away. I mean, he comes in. He's incredibly organized. The, the He has blown these ADs off of their feet. And so it was kind of only a matter of time. If he kept winning, you know, it was only a matter of time for him to get some pretty big offers. And he obviously came out, which is a little rare, right, for a coach to come out and say, I was offered this job. But it's a little window into Dion. Uh, he's different. He's, he's going to be unique. Um, you're not going to control Dion, right? If you're an AD, he's going to do what he wants, say what he wants. He's going to post what he wants. That's how Dion is. And, it, and you know, I think he is going to move somewhere. It's hard for me to think that a guy in the SWAC would turn down a Power 5 job offer. You know, and we know that he has one at Colorado. So, you know, there are all signs kind of – or a lot of signs kind of point to him going west. But, you know, Dion, you never know. There are dominoes falling all the time on this coaching thing. A lot of them will fall this weekend and have fallen this week. Um, but certainly he's in it at, at USF and very much in it at Colorado. So I'd, I'd expect for him to be on the move. Ty, go ahead. Yeah, Ross, you were one of the guys who broke the news on Hugh Freeze, and then right after that, you know, there was kind of a lot of blowback, especially with them, you know, shitting the bed on their previous hire, and then he's got to, you know, relinquish his social media and all that kind of stuff. Do you think they think they found the guy for the future, or are we looking at something where it's, you know, there's potential that he's going to be out of there in a couple years as well. And I don't know how deep your ties are in the Big Ten, but have you heard anything? What are the odds that Iowa is going to fire Brian Ferentz? <laughs> don't. Well, that last question, don't count on that one. Don't be betting on that, you know. I'm not. Um, yeah, dad, dad is, dads, you. Don't, dads don't fire their sons very often, and I, I don't expect – I don't necessarily expect that to happen. So uh, on the first question – Freeze and Auburn, uh, for you know, a lot of reasons, uh, seem like seems like a a perfect marriage in a long term one. Um, if he wins enough on the field, and obviously if off the field things go better than they did at Ole Miss, um, it does seem like something that's going to last a long time. I I visited Hugh a couple years ago down in Liberty, and he told me him and his wife uh, had planned to retire at a lake near Auburn. Uh, his daughter attended Auburn and still lives there. Uh, the whole family's moving there. Um, wow. So it is. it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and there's, there's a reason that this one, I think, will work out, and it's because it does feel like there's a connection there uh, between that place in Hugh and, of course, his old, his best friend in coaching, Gus Malzahn, worked there for years um, and actually wanted to hire Hugh about four years ago, and the SEC office kind of, you know, Maybe you should wait, kind of thing, and, and wow. uh, so they waited. I did not know and, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, so Hugh was, and Hugh Hugh's been on the record. I believe he told me about it two years ago that it was Auburn, Alabama, and Tennessee all wanted to hire him. 
after Ole Miss fired him a year later. I think it was 17, 2017. And the SEC office, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying Greg Sinke said no, right? And I don't think Greg Sinke calls an AD and says, no, you can't hire this person. But I think he uh, sent them maybe a memo with outlining some things of, if you do this, here's what you will need to, to do. It's, it was basically, it wasn't a NCAA show cause. It was almost like a conference show cause. Like, you have to show me why you are hiring him. So that's kind of died down. And it, and it makes a lot of sense, by the way, because during that time, Ole Miss was still on probation. I don't mm-hmm. think any commissioner would have liked uh, a, a conference to welcome back in a coach, even as an assistant, when they put a conference kind of team on uh, on probation. So Ole Miss is off probation. The path is somewhat clear now. Don't go ahead, uh, Ross. Before we uh, pick these games this weekend, there's some some injuries. Uh, Jane Daniels, Quentin Johnson, Grayson McCall. Uh, I think Boise's got a running back. Toledo's got a quarterback. Maybe what do we need to know injury wise before these games this this Saturday? Uh, you know, I think Jamie Chadwell, who he's on the move too, I believe, as coach at Coastal Carolina. But I think he said earlier this week there, you know, it was going to be like a game time decision uh, for Grayson. Uh, you know, they were they were hoping that he was going to be ready this week. He's been out for I think three, four weeks, maybe, and they were really hoping he was going to be ready. It sounded like it was still real iffy. Uh, so maybe it's going to be one of those things of coming out before the game on Saturday and seeing how things feel. Brian Kelly said earlier this week, Jaden Daniels is a go, and, and he will play for LSU uh, in the SEC championship game. What about Quentin Johnson? Uh, don't don't know about the other ones. Okay. You, you've caught me. You're lucky I knew those. You're lucky I knew those two here in the silly season, where all I'm spending my time in is seeing what coach yeah. is doing what and where they're going. Yeah, Ross, uh, you said all the top three teams are, you know, set. But if one of them were to lose and then USC obviously wins, are they going to drop down to four to play Georgia? Or do you think, you like, the one, two, three, four are kind of set how it is uh, whether TCU or Michigan or Georgia lose? I think there could be some movement in seeding. Here's the thing, though. Um, if USC loses, uh, then you bump out USC, like I said, and then Ohio State probably gets in. The thing you want to avoid is an Ohio State Michigan rematch in a first round, oh. in a, you know, in, a, in the semifinal uh, after they've just played. However, according to the CFP bylaws or whatever you want to call it, the committee can't, is not supposed to look at that. They're supposed to just see based on ranking. But for me, I, they've got to look at that. So they've got to arrange it in a way where you don't get those two teams to play again. Um, so I, I think you got to keep that in mind as far as how the seeding goes, mm-hmm. you know, but if you, if they all, if the top three win and USC loses, I think Ohio state comes in at four. So you'd have Georgia and Ohio state, TCU and Michigan. It would make perfect sense. Georgia and Ohio state would be here in Atlanta and TCU and Michigan would be playing the festival, uh, in the semifinal over there. But let's say TCU loses, which of the three maybe is the most likely. Um, I think you just in USC wins, I think you just switch those, right? You might just switch those and then you'd have. Michigan and USC in the Fiesta. You've had Georgia and TCU uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, I know. Uh, Ross, two more things to you, and really appreciate you joining us. Um, I would say, first of all, maybe the most important question as we move forward with playoff expansion, those jobs that the bowl 
uh, CEO guys have where you get to make a million bucks, you wear one of those weird jackets, (laughs) you don't really do anything except host one event a year, but you get to make a lot of money. Like those guys are safe, right? Like we're not going to have to worry about that. Uh, no, I, uh, what do you mean safe? You mean they're you mean like because of the expansion? Like yeah, are they okay? Old? I mean, are those? Yeah. I don't want those guys yeah. heading to the unemployment line have sure. to get Good real point. jobs. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, point. I know, I know. I think that uh, the most of the bowls are okay for a little while. Um, you know, the bowls have been incorporated in the expansion. Um, you know, they're they're the first round games will be hosted on campus. There'll be four first. They'll be hosted at the better seed. Quarterfinals and semifinals will be hosted by the bowls in a rota- six bowl rotation. So certainly, if you're one of those six bowls, you're in a, leg- a legacy bowl, and it's the same as the bowls are now. The ones that are incorporated in the in the CFP now. So it's the Fiesta, it's the Rose Bowl, Why? it's the Sugar, Why? it's the Cotton, Why? it's the Orange. Why? You know, all those guys. They're they're peach. It's they're, they're oh, safe. They're fine. The other bowls might have some concerns, especially oh, no. the lower tier bowls. They might have some concerns going forward. I know gasp, right? No, my God. But they they Not can the have some uh, they can have some issues. Mayo bowl. What about the Mayo Duke's Mayo bowl? The Mayo bowl. The Mayo bowl has. Such a great brand. They've done no, such a great not. job. Yeah, They're does. safe, man. They're safe, oh man. God. Cheese and bowl. Cheese they and pour bowl. mayo in the coach, man. Everybody loves the mayo bowl. Yeah, we wow. do. True, we do. Cheese and bowl, safe. There's bah- some Bahamas bowl, poinsettia bowl. You know, I did this. What's the Shreveport bowl? I did that two years in a row. Which one is Independence Bowl? That's okay there. Oh yeah. Maybe. Oh, got it. Last thing. Um, you have a very successful wife who is much better at her job than you are at your job. Um, she is currently in my phone as sex. Whoa, um, whoa, please whoa. Please explain whoa, to the people whoa. why. So my wife is, uh, is a political reporter. We, that's why we live in D.C. She, she just got done a couple, after a couple years of uh, being a White House correspondent. She's now an editor for The Hill. Uh, yes, she's much better at her job than I am and, and much better – uh, in, in every facet, a much better That's cook, true. a much better person, sure. all of them, really. Yeah. She checks all, all the boxes. She is in Ian's phone as just, yeah, three three letters, S-E-X. Uh, and she was put into Ian's phone, I think, during a night of uh, drinking out in Starkville, Mississippi, Hi. while we were in college in Ian Cover, Mississippi State. Uh, and I think there were some things discussed during that night uh, about, um, at the time, you know, we were just girlfriend and boyfriend just started dating. And you know, you know what you do when you just start dating. I mean, there's really only one thing you do. So, What's uh, that? so oh! she was plugged into Ian's phone as sex. There you go. So no, but nobody told me. So my phone was just sitting there. My phone would never be out of my reach now, but then it was, my phone was just sitting there, takes my phone, puts it in as sex. Nobody tells me I'm sitting in my house by myself. My like, Stupid Sharkville apartment. Gonna call this Whoa. number? Yeah. No, <laughs> sex called. Here we go. I got a call from sex for the first like, time the ever. Greatest moments of my life. Here we go. That's awesome. I'm like, oh you've been God. waiting all your life to get a call from sex. <laughs> Is that what happened with you, Freeze, too? Or? Huh? Oh. 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 oh, that's actually a pretty good line. Um, Ross, go away. Um, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you. Thanks for not dressing up. This is a classy establishment. Next time, throw on a collar. Yeah. Um, but thank you for your time. Enjoy uh, whatever you're going to do this weekend, and I will look forward to dunking on you with college football news in the next coming days. Hell yeah. Perfect. All right, guys. See y'all. Yeah! Woo! Good guy.
It's good. So you guys were in college at the same time? No, I was when I was 24. Uh, I moved down to cover Mississippi State, uh, knowing no one, literally no one. Yeah. Had my had a red uh, Ford Mustang convertible. That's that thought, awesome. Whoa. And I need a photo of that. And because of Harvard, it where was, you went to school, I went to Columbia. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, go Lions! It was uh, it was an automatic. Whoa! Oh, yes. it was. Cool. Wow. it was really cool. Damn! Because yeah, I can't drive stick because I'm a dork. Um, eh, it's a lost art. Yeah, my wife. Can, anyway, I'm not going to. Of course, she can. She can, she can, she can do drive. everything. Though. She can drive stick. My wife can do literally everything. Yes. Well, she has to because you know you I mean, don't do actually, anything but look at your phone and drink coffee <laughs> yeah. right, and beer and booze. What? Um, had some great whiskey last night at the uh, place that I was staying. Oh, High yeah. West has a new uh, like put it out once a year. It's really fantastic. Did you stay here. Uh, I stayed at the eye at the Ironworks. No, but last night you were, you yeah. were here last night. Yeah, it's great. Good place. Beautiful. I was. I told you I was getting mentally prepared. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just watching the football game and thinking of what I would talk to you guys. Just about. sweating. Could be anything. Oh fuck. <laughs> so wait, so when you got into insidership, you said, "Hey, the place I want to start as an insider is Starkville, Mississippi, Stark Vegas." I didn't even want to be. In, I didn't even know that insider was a thing. All True. I wanted to be was a magazine writer or like columnist. Like I thought that was the greatest job. You saw I saw yeah. almost famous, and we're like, ah, "I want to do this." Literally, what was your dream job? Rolling Stone or <laughs> astronaut? Um, no, dream. My dream job was to go to be like Gary Smith for Sports Illustrated, okay. who wrote just Love would Gary. spend like three months on a feature, mm-hmm. which seemed like the yep. greatest thing ever. Or Rick Riley, who has sort of become a joke now, but mm-hmm. in his time was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to be that. Dog. And then I read like actual good report, good writers like Wright Thompson and Kent Babb, and was like, I can't do that. Like these guys are way better. That's, yeah. So. so you decided to just start calling people and asking them stuff? Yeah. Yes. That's um, how you met Ross? You, you just so anyway, yeah. Him. So I was at Mississippi State. Uh, he was the – I was 24. He was like 20 or 21. I think he was like the sports editor of the Mississippi State student cool. newspaper. Oh. But he worked a lot. Like every time I was at practice, he was at practice. He's an idiot. I'm kind of an idiot. Sure. Um, you know, could have – you guys both like sex, obviously. Obviously, yep. <laughs> Not horse. <laughs> drinking. Yep. What? Uh, uh, drinking, I maybe. I was going to say, because yeah. he, like, he, he has the most ambiguous age ever. I was going to say either he could be your age or he could be, like, 22. Yeah. yeah. It's the hairline. That's maybe. why I told him to dress up. That's part of it. You, you have no idea, but, you know, it's a, good, it's a good look. He gets to play both ends of the sword. That's true, actually. Yeah, you know. He can get of course, he has a wife, lot. so it doesn't matter, but... Yeah, and politics, nonetheless. Yeah. It's a tough game. There was some breaking news while we were on that call. What was it? Fucking uh, Naj is going to play Sunday against the Falcons. Nice. Um, really? Joe Mixon's still in concussion protocol. I don't know if you knew that. Hmm. Did they uh, list if Mixon practiced fully today? Zach Taylor said the team is taking on a 12-hour by 12-hour basis. How does that make sense? Not minute by minute? No, 12-hour by 12-hour. 12 by 12. Hmm. Okay. Mike McDaniel said Teron Armstead will practice on a limited basis today. Okay. Seriously? Mm-hmm. See, that's actually really interesting because... And Drew Brees is dead because he got struck by lightning. <laughs> oh, man. I have so many thoughts on Drew Brees not getting stuck by, li- so struck that's by lightning. That's all the breaking news that happened while we were oh, off on the phone. See, this is like... You guys ask about my weird life. Like... We had a nice conversation with my friend Ross. I thought that was pretty fruitful. Yeah, sure. Was awesome. And like six different things happened. Sure. Or I was kind of like, ah, like missed all of it. Yeah. Yeah, you did, didn't you? How pissed are you? 
I'm a, None I mean, of it's no huge. one else bro- the real problem is like if I like last night I had no Wi-Fi on my uh, on the plane, so I was watching The Watcher. Have you guys seen this? That's uh, the Bobby show. Cannavale. Yeah. Who's that? That's the lead? Yep. Mm-hmm. It's real creepy. So yeah. I've heard. I mean, I don't know if I I don't know if I can watch the rest of it. Yeah, you probably shouldn't. I, that's what, like what happened with me in the Dahmer series. You like, didn't finish I, it? No, I couldn't do it. After the second episode, I was like, okay, I'm sorry. I just can't do this shit. Wow. Yeah. Well, Rob, you shouldn't feel bad. Like, Naj broke the news himself. Zach Taylor broke the news about Joe oh, okay. Mayer. There you go. Okay. How many of those... Lightning uh, broke the news about fucking Joe Mayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How that? many times does that happen, though, where you'll get something from a source, and then, you know, maybe it breaks later that day, or the wrong thing breaks? Like, do you rip that person to shreds, or um, poop out their house or something? <laughs> What happens, what happens a lot is I'll, like, you know, you're chasing something, you're chasing something, and then someone will be like, all right, you know, you're right, you can, <clears throat> you can go with this, this person's out. And then you'll look on Twitter and you'll see beat writers be like, oh, this coach is walking to the podium. And you're like, oh, yeah. okay. So they gave me a little heads up, yeah. knowing the coach is then going to go say it. Like, that mm-hmm. happens a bunch. Friday injury stuff, a lot of times it's the coaches kind of announcing. Because mm-hmm. um, what I do on Fridays is basically like, I, you know, I get up at like 5.30. I'm on Good Morning Football. And after Good Morning Football at like 9.15, I have my big list of possible topics for Sunday, and I just make calls. And I call literally everyone, and most times nobody answers. Mm. When somebody answers on like Friday at 10, I'm like, God, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's thank call. you for answering. Good day, yeah. Yeah. Um, but what generally happens is I make all the calls. I finish my day at like 3 or 4. Usually I have TV at 7, but a little break between yeah. 3 or 4. And every coach I've called calls me between four and six. Oh, yeah, they're done with their day. And they're driving home. Mm-hmm. Like that's so, so calls, not texts. I try, if possible, for like Sunday stuff, when it's like generally real stuff, to call. Because then like you don't screw as much up. Mm-hmm. Like if so, someone could text you something and it's like ambiguous. Like I get a bunch of texts that will be like, done. Hmm. And I'm like... Does that mean the negotiations are over or the deal is done? Those are two separate things. Yeah. Oh, true. So you got to clarify. Yeah. So I will constantly like get a text, call, can't talk. I'm like, okay, but you said this. What does this mean? Like that happens a lot. Um, so on Fridays, like basically I go through everything. I make all the calls. Nobody answers. They call me back at a very inconvenient time, sometimes at dinner. I'm like, oh, sorry, hold on. This person's calling me. And then the West Coast people call a little bit later. And then Saturday, it's kind of like, who didn't call today? Or, like, sometimes they just don't. Yeah. And then you're like, all right, well, this topic, which I planned for Sunday, is just not going to happen. Shit, I need something else. So, like, that's – Fridays are, like, a little bit stressful. Yeah, a little hectic just to plan the weekend. How often do you, uh, like, have a story? Like, let's say – and this is just an example. Okay. But let's say the commanders, like, would – you know, know that they're not moving on from Carson Wentz, but don't make an announcement until later in the season. How often does that happen for you? Where, like, you have something, and then you just wait, 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 and then you can finally put it out. I mean, that happens a lot, where there's stuff I'll, like, be tracking over the course of a couple months. Like, the Wentz thing was one where I felt pretty strongly after game two with Heineke, Heineke mm-hmm. yeah. that they were like, I think we're good on this. We're going to stick with Heineke. And then I would reach out to sources, and they're like, like, you're not wrong, but you're not right. Just hang on, hang on. And then I got to break it, I think, the fourth week or something like that. Is he still hurt? Is Wentz still hurt? Is he still hurt? Like, could he play right now? He could play, yes. Okay. Man. 
But so, then there's all, there's all sorts of weird stuff where like his playing time affects the draft pick, right? Yeah. Yes, which it is does. one thing, and then it's like I don't know, like it's they're winning with Heineke. Yeah, yeah. they're winning, and like if he's not going to start, do you want him there as the backup? Like paying him? Is that why? Does that because I was I was thinking about that uh, on Sunday when Mike White started and, and Zach Wilson wasn't he wasn't dressed, correct? Correct, but he's healthy. So that's just he's like healthy. a that's just like a if you're not the starter, you're not gonna even you're not gonna be the backup situation too. That's such a strange situation, and like I don't, I think the Jets actually handled it pretty well. But I think the main thing is, let's say that, let's say that Mike White gets hurt, mm-hmm. and then Zach Wilson has to go in. But like the way he's playing now, kind of all like in his own head, like does that help? No, no way. Right. So like. Just stay to the side, fix the issues. Well, against the Bears defense, maybe. True. Yeah. Well, and do they think that even if Mike White gets hurt, that they still have a better chance to win with just Flacco? Yeah. Like, they probably I th- view I, him as I the swear, I think that's it. Yeah. And, that's, and that sucks, and I don't know that that's forever. These, like, hearing what Zach Wilson is kind of dealing with, and, like, he grips really tight. It's like dealing with some stuff mentally. Not like, he's just... Not playing, he's not playing good, and he's not used to it. Yeah, right. And also, like, you know, he kind of gets in his own head. There was a there was a clip I put on Twitter on Sunday, um, where Zach Wilson, like this, no, this is in his last start. So Zach mm-hmm. Wilson, it's uh, right. It's mm-hmm. a pass play. It's a quick game passing play, which is what Mac Jones did not like last did night. Mm-hmm. Did not like the quick game. Um, everyone pass blocks. The running back gets set to pass block, and Zach Wilson just hands it off. Just hands it off. It's not a run play. just hands it off. And yeah. you see that, and you're like, all right. He's in his own head. Like, that's a mental freak out. Yeah. Like, something's not right. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. fucked up. But also, like, is he already at the point of, like, a Baker Mayfield situation? Or is this more so, like, second year, uh, even if he's playing bad this year and Mike White keeps winning, like, he's still going to be a Jet and he's going to get another chance? Or is this almost like is a, his trade value? gone yeah, already or shit. or are there coaches out there all right he's had one year and a half a year of games um we can make it work like because he was a sec second overall pick yeah. one year ago. that whole draft class too like even when you just look obviously trevor lawrence so is playing re- really well but like yeah zach wilson uh you can throw mac jones in there for sure trey lance like there, it feels like trey lance it's been two years we have no idea no, what trey lance no is clue. And, like, what are they going to do? Because Jimmy G's, it's his last year. And we know what, like, guys go for, like, like you think top-tier guys. You're like, oh, he's going to be a first or a second. You get a fifth for him. Like, is that where Zach Wilson's at now? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Do, like, do you think teams right now would be more apt to trade for a guy like Jordan Love than they would for Zach Wilson? Hmm. Probably. Wow, that's actually a really good question. Yeah. Did Jordan Love kind of, like, <laughs> sweepstakes? I don't even know if it's a sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. Um it's got to be one of the most interesting things. Like, and I know, you know, Aaron says a lot of good stuff on this show, and I always, I always appreciate it. Hopefully Pat's not hearing me say nice things. But, like, that is one of the best segments, I think, around. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Especially now that we're not doing the vaccine stuff. <laughs> uh, sure. That was fun, though. Sure. Was it? Right, did it get, did it get weird? Eh, well, there's that one Friday. Well, it's like, you know, when your in-laws are in town and <laughs> – all of a sudden, Saturday Night Live spoofing something that you were... That was, that was pretty wild, you know? <laughs> small world moment, yeah. but, eh, you know. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. Anyway, glad we're not doing that anymore. But, I, <laughs> yeah. like, everyone knew that Jordan Love was not good. That was obvious. He was not good. 
And then he played, actually, and people were like, oh, my God, like, maybe he's good. And does someone this offseason go, I've seen enough? Yeah. Well, they right. have to pick up his option, right? Like, have yeah. they, like, that's, a, what, a $20 million fucking fifth-year option? Fully guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Which is in. So they'd have $70 million in quarterback is, salary, potentially? Yeah. This offseason, yeah. yeah. Or does someone trade for him first? Or do the Packers say, you know what? We're just going to go another year of him because what if Aaron's done after next year? Yeah. Well, and like, what if Jordan? Lo- that's the thing like, with so the weird. rest of the season. Like, if you you took him in the first round, okay, right. And now, if you don't pick up his fifth year option, it was a completely completely wasted first round pick with the potential of him going somewhere else and being good. Like, I feel like just for insurance. I, or I don't know. I have no idea. Well, that's why it feels like they have to start him these last few games. Just because, like, okay, you look at the Packers season, it's not technically over. But, like, they, they, there's a long road for them to get to the playoffs. So, like, you might as well just go with Jordan Love. No disrespect to Rodgers, but just like, hey, let's see what we got. If he's yeah. really good, that's great news. We can pick up his fifth-year option and not worry about it being, like, a terrible decision. Or, you know, he plays really well, and then you just get more value for a trade. Isn't the other side of that, though? Like, a lot of people are saying they're going to trade Rodgers. Like, that's not going to happen. If no. he decides Almost to impossible. retire or whatever, like, that's a different conversation. But if you do go down the ra- like, they can, right now, they can sell, hey, look at the Chiefs game last year where he started, or two years ago, whenever it was, you know, the COVID, when Rodgers yeah, got COVID, COVID and missed right. the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then look at how he looked against the Eagles. Like, that, it looks like a different guy. Like, he has actually come along quite a bit. If they do bench Rodgers or whatever for the rest of the year, if they're eliminated, and then Jordan Love goes out and looks like shit, then there is no chance that yeah. you can potentially trade him to someone. And again, they're not trading Rodgers. Like right. that's not gonna. They don't right. have enough. I mean, I guess they they would kind of know, but they they're all also saying like, "Hey, we still don't know if he's the guy after Rodgers." Like that's kind of why we're in this like weird. See, that's a good point. Like that. Like we can talk about trade value and comp and all that stuff, and like I'm really interested in that, and. So it's like, is he a second rounder? Is it a third rounder? Like, that's all interesting. But that's all a discussion about, like, you know, a re- what guard you would take in the second round in the future. The only thing that matters, I think, to the Packers now is what you guys are saying, which is, like, is this our guy? Yeah. Like, do they get through this year knowing that when Aaron Rodgers retires in two or three years, this is our guy? And if, God forbid, he is, then the Packers will have like successfully executed the most amazing quarterback transition of all okay. time, mm-hmm. except for the last time Correct. they literally did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and with the fifth-year option thing, yeah. if they pick up his fifth-year option, uh, obviously this offseason, and then it would be the 2024 right. season yes. when, when it's fully guaranteed. 2024. Could they, in theory, uh, sign him to an extension or a different contract instead of giving him the fifth-year option? Or is that like set in stone? No, 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 no. They could. They could essentially decline the fifth-year option and reach an extension. Yeah. I just don't know why he would do that because right. it'd it's be hard to come up with a the value of hard to come up with okay. a value. Well, and also like it, you know, just as a guy who wants to, like, can you? Does any guy want to sit for potentially like six years <laughs> before he gets yeah. to play? That's another question. No. Like maybe you know? Jordan Love goes. You know what? Nah. Or does he say, "I'd love to be quarterback of the Packers." Yes. So I'm just going to deal with another year. Very pleased to welcome maybe the biggest guest you could ever get on this show. Uh His reputation precedes him. He is, according to sources in the Dallas-ish area, he is my internet inspiration. 
He is Pat McAfee. Yeah! yeah. Boys, how are we doing, team? How do I sound? I can't see you yet. They're working on the TV, but I'll tell you what, that introduction, Ian, uh, could leave a lot to be desired, I'd say. You know, uh, <laughs> letting me know that I am your internet inspiration is, although something that is very nice to say, I've seen your internet actions, and if that is what's happening, I need to change the way I operate, but I will say... I appreciate the hell out of you traveling to Indianapolis, Indiana to sit in that chair. And although it might have been a little bit taller than you could have expected, you might have had to hop up onto that thing. You're doing a fantastic job, and I appreciate you so much, Ian. Uh, obviously, I got a cowboy hat as soon as I arrived here in Dallas. Yeah, it's yeah, great to be back at this stadium. We went live from this stadium, Ian, uh, for like a week before WrestleMania in the bowels of this oh, place. Wow. And then I got Stone Cold stunned in here. Right. Then I drank like six beers in here. Right. And then I shut this place down after WrestleMania right. to like, 3.30, 4am with some people hammering uh, some booze. So it is great to be back in Dallas. This cowboy hat fits perfectly, and I appreciate the hell out of you, Ian. And boys, you're doing fantastic. The bend on that thing is fucking yeah, it's, awesome. It's big. Does he... I don't know enough about... I know enough about cowboy boots. I have a pair. You should get a pair of cowboy boots, by the way. They're he, he has. He has Who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> Good. See, he listens already. It's actually great. Boots. This thing works better. Listens already? What are you talking about? You, I went to school in West Virginia, pal. What do you think this is? You think I don't understand that a good, fine <laughs> pair of cowboy boots aren't the most beautiful things to put on your feet whenever you need to look like you're dressing up a little bit, but also need to gain three to four inches walking around? I'm six five in these fucking things. Same. I love the Cowboy Boots game. And, uh, Ian, I think that's probably why you're in that game as well, if I had to guess. Uh, I'm not going to deny that. Uh, so we, when, when I lived in Dallas, my wife and I decided to go get an awesome pair of Cowboy Boots. Um, I got one regular pair. She went to the store, and it was this old dude who was like the clerk. And instead of measuring her foot, he gets down on the floor and just feels her feet. Sure. And is like, all right, so you're uh, – Whatever, well, eleven. Cause she's as humongous feet. Al Bundy. <laughs> I mean, it's literally what it was, and and nobody thought it was weird, so we just kind of roll with it. And then he got her cowboy boots, and they were good to go, and she still has them. Well, Rob Street's a new sneakerhead too, Pat. He hasn't showed them yet, but he's got these nice little Reeboks on. Pumps, well. they're pumps. Pumps. Can we, dude? I I still can't see anything on the screen, yeah. but if you got some pumps on right now, I am incredibly jealous, pal. Um, I will leave him for you. I'll walk out of here barefoot. I don't think as you guys have the same shoes. Uh, we'll give him a little Phil will come back next week. We'll make sure he gets a brand new pair of pumps. That's, yeah. you know what I mean? That's offensive. Again. Ian, how are you doing, Hostin? You doing well? You break any news? I see. Is your wife tweeting for you? She's doing a fantastic job, pal. Uh, yeah. She was instructed to, uh, to tweet uh, in response to your tweet. I kept it a secret until she's playing a tennis match now, so I really thank her for taking time away from crushing people with her forehand to send a tweet. Um, Hell yeah. Does she have a backhand as well? Or does she, does she, like when I play tennis, I'm going forehand, boom, forehand, boom, forehand, boom, Wait, forehand. What? It's is deadly. That, is that He's kidding, right? No, it's no, deadly. No, no, no. With a ton of top spin. He's very good what? at it. Fucking oh, yeah. good luck. Yeah, it's a problem. I got two forehands. <laughs> you tell me. I can't, play against, uh, I can't play against somebody who's really good. Like if somebody was to bring it back, with some significant pace, I obviously wouldn't be able to do right. the the passes quick. But if you're playing against like intermediate folks, you know, I can normally steal a win or two from people, and then they always go, oh, "You this guy," <laughs> and then I get out of it and I don't play. That's kind of it's kind of my tennis action. I assume Lee is much better than that. If I had to guess, you uh, too, you play tennis. You look like a tennisser. 
Uh, I'm, as you know, mostly a, a golfer, but she has she has recruited me to play tennis. I went to the uh, Nick Boletari Tennis Academy. No big deal. Wow, oh, tennis is dead. Who the hell is that? Tennis is dead. Well, and actually, there's a team that like just a Serena. Well, no, no. Because well, and there's a team now available in this new sport that's way better than tennis, pickleball, because Drew Brees died this morning. People forget. Pat, did you see that? By the way. Yeah, and you know. That's quite a thing to do for like what one and a half percent of the market share to that yeah. company. I, mean, I wasn't going to say it. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, you. What were. do we do? What? Yeah, I was. Well, you can't you can't necessarily say it, but like it is kind of you know our world now. Uh, every single day to pay attention to all that type of stuff that's going on, and we get updated by people who know all the information all the time because we're lucky enough to be with the biggest one, and we hope forever to be the biggest one because of how good they are at everything they do. But like. That is just such, like, man, I was worried about, I, I'm not even like Drew Brees' biggest fan, but I'm like, no way an actual company would put this out. Yeah. Like a fucking guy just died to market lightning bets. Like, okay, live bets of marketing by killing Drew Brees. I mean, that is, that's a fucking interesting thing, but I'm happy to hear he's okay. Seems like it was all work. And I got work, brother. Uh, I will say that happened to me because I just too. thought to myself, no way that is something that they think would be the right move, but. Hey, we learned about it, didn't we? I just yep, said to yeah. know what they got, the promotion they got. I guess any any marketing is good marketing, but I'll be excited to see if this boosts the market share at some point. You know what yeah. I mean? But that's a wild thing to do. You know, that's a wild thing to do for a commercial. You know who I feel? Kill bad Drew for, Brees. <laughs> We're gonna kill Drew Brees <laughs> for well, lightning bets. Or that was awesome. Did you know? I didn't know that lightning automatically kills you. I thought you just could be maimed. It's so not automatic, could, but high percentage. Yeah, high percentage. I, I played college ball with the guy who got uh, struck twice. Mm-hmm. No big deal. He and you didn't report on it, so wow. why didn't you? Well, What's up with that, that? Well, he doesn't report on college. We yeah. found out earlier today he does. He didn't know Blake Corum's name. No, I yeah. knew his or name. Mine. I just didn't know how to spell it correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw a photo uh, that was circulating. Thank you so much, sir. I Whoa. appreciate it. the crew that has set Did me up every that? single week. It's just been fan- what happened. No, they just just water. Johnny just on the spot with the water. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's that's. That's Mike Roman. This guy is the fucking stage manager around here. He is incredible at what he does. Obviously, we can't turn the camera around to him because it's all in stationary positions. He never wants to get seen. This guy kicks ass. He was in Montana State doing the Lord's work, oh. trying to keep us all alive out there. But uh, the water is fantastic. And because I am a little parched down here, the vitamins did travel. The vitamins did travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I forget what we... Oh, yeah. Boom McClee. He played in, uh, in the NFL. Rapport should have reported on that. He chose not to. Hmm. But I saw a picture floating around from the first hour. It was you and Ross Dellinger on the program mm-hmm. and you two. Just a, just a two-shot. And I was like, boy, Pat McAfee's show has changed, hasn't it? I mean, Pat <laughs> McAfee's show certainly has changed. But I really do appreciate the hell out of you for all of this, Ian. Well, thank you. I appreciate you asking me. Um, as I was telling the boys... Whose names I definitely didn't forget earlier in the show. Yeah, he forgot my name when uh, he, I was going to ask Ross Dellinger a question. He just he looked at me, and said, uh, "The boys have some questions," and then uh, I knew immediately. He said, "Boy number one." Yeah. yeah. He said, "Okay, go ahead, boy,", boy and that was go, it. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. Go ahead, bro. It was messed up. So, so that's happened to you, right, Pat? Uh, I never forgot anybody's names. I'm actually rather solid with names, but I could see how in Ian Rappaport's. Well, remember this. Ian Rappaport will answer your text message quicker than any other human that you've ever been around because Ian Rappaport lives in his phone texting people. So I don't know how he has the capability of keeping everything straight ever, to be honest with you. Like, ever keep anything straight uh, because of how many different combos and news and everything he has going on in his life. But yeah, certainly disrespectful to spit in Boston Connor's face uh, in the stage that Boston Connor built. 
And also, I assume you disrespected Ty Schmidt, one of the most talented impersonators no, on earth. No, that one. And then let alone what you said to Tone Diggs. I, mean, I couldn't even fathom what you said to an Italian up there on, on the stage. Thank but you, it's okay, man. You're going to forget about people at Rappaport. You're big time. You're Mr. NFL. You know what right. I mean? You're Mr. NFL. True. The text message thing, I actually like sort of not worry about, but I think about because I'm on my phone all the time and I respond to texts 100% because if a coach or GM or someone texts me, you never know if they're like texting you and then going to go into a meeting. So I respond immediately. So when my friends, you, you and I are friends, so that's, I would include that in the, right? What's that? I, it broke up. Did you, you say? No, I said you and I are <laughs> friends. Did you hear he hears uh, that, yeah. right? Nothing. I hear nothing. No, uh, there's uh, like connection. Up Maybe not. Okay. Anyway, so I have to like put a delay on my text because I don't want to respond there? to my friend. Ian, Ian, you there? Uh, this is your good Ian. friend. This is your good friend, Ian, Pat. Anyway, I have oh, to I delay how quickly I. Uh, yeah, we're friends. 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 Can I just ask? So you got. I know we got some NFL stuff, and I want to go through some games with you and let you tell me who is going to win. Not for me, but for other people who might need to know that for any reasons. No, they don't. Not for me. But go ahead. Okay. Um, I, that's what I'm waiting on, honestly. Um, what is it like there? I mean, big game coming in Dallas. Like, is it, does it feel like a big game? Does it, or because it's Dallas, does it feel like regular? Like... So, Ian, you know this, and the boys know this because we've traveled down here a couple different times. We're not in Dallas. We're in Arlington. Uh, right Arlington is like 25 minutes from Dallas, 25 minutes from Fort Worth. So that's the whole DFW area here. It's like a triangle almost with everybody kind of bouncing back and forth in there. And I believe Jerry just decided to bring it here because land was probably incredibly cheap if, at, at some Sounds time. Better. And it's kind of just got built up. Now, obviously, the stadium's here. The old uh, Texas Rangers stadium. Is that who used to play here, uh, Ty? Yep. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. The Texas Ranger Stadium's here. So we're not really in an area that I think is like hustling and bustling during the day. I think this is a destination town for people ah. that are coming to games, if that makes sense. So I think probably people are going to start filling in. There's a couple hotels in the area very close. Probably get some Kansas State fans. Is that Walmart that. popping, Pat? Uh, the Walmart, <laughs> I've not driven past there. We came in the other direction. Oh. Uh, but I will certainly take it could drive by the most epic and electric Walmart in the history of Walmarts, for sure. Uh, so it's kind of dead, to be honest. With you. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, it's a little chilly, a little breezy. Almost couldn't land at one airport ooh, ooh. because of how breezy it was. Almost Damn, had to go geez. to a different one. The breezes subsided for 15, 15, 20 minutes. We were able to get down. We we're doing a little bit of this, doing a little bit of this about Dallas to try oh, to figure out where we were going to land. There worse. almost just burped up this uh, green tea. But yeah, we got down. It's great to be here. It should be electrifying tomorrow. That I guess the championship game days, and we got a part. Uh, we were part of the SEC one in two thousand nineteen. Where Foxy, you were with me, right? Who else was there? Yep, Zito was too. Oh yeah. Me, Zito, Foxy were doing some game day stuff that year, and they kind of dropped me in, then pulled me out, then dropped me in and pulled me out. And I got a chance to be at the SEC championship with College Game Day. And Georgia was playing in it, so it was a little bit more electrifying, but with more Georgia fans. So I thought it was a good – they said normally championship weekend kind of hit or miss with game day because the fans traveling in. This game's at noon, so it should be good. They're thinking it's going to be electric like most uh, game day settings are. So I have no idea what to expect. I know it's great to be back in Dallas. And, uh, yeah, it's getting a little breezy. It's a little chilly. Probably should have wore a little bit of an overcoat. Don't need a Montana jacket, but something in between this and that would have been nice, I think. Ian? That Montana stuff looked real cozy. Yeah. At least you didn't have your feet rubbed. 
What was that? Oh. Oh. Is that a sore subject? Uh, no, it's not a sore subject, but like, oh, what, what a situation. A, yeah. What a, it, it's like such a situation there. So there was no, no uh, there was no heaters on the bottom part of the, uh, of the set. And then the generations were, our generators were going as well. So like the top heaters were kind of going as well. I mean, it was six degrees, seven degrees. We weren't oh. moving at all. It was cold as hell. And we had learned about these foot warmer things. Uh, I guess they have like boot warmers or sock warmers or something. And we had learned about it halfway through through the show because everybody's toes were in a bad spot mine uh like took me like hour 45 two hours in to get into uh my my feet into a bad spot reese very early he had a very nice pair of dress shoes on or dress boots on and i don't know if they were necessarily built for the weather he might have been told that they were but once you feel that montana brisk mm-hmm. it was so his feet early in the program did start to hurt and then i think des's went um like a bit after that and then herbie's feet went and then mine went later, but like everybody's feet, very pain, like a lot of pain, could not feel anything on our feet. So we had learned about these foot warmer things. And I don't want to tell a story for Herbie because I don't think he like, like Herbie doesn't like Herbie shouldn't care because of the way I think he thought that those were going to get sh- there's some boot warmers mm-hmm. that were going to potentially mm-hmm. get shoved right. on there. And then Trish, who's been with the show for a long time, who is just like uh, she's uh, I don't want to say she does everything. Like she is just like a hard worker who does everything here. Uh, like if I need, or if anybody spills something, like she's the one that cleans it up. She's the one that picks these up. She's the one that does that. So like, I think she was just trying to help Kirk, who is a friend of hers. She's known for a long time while putting the boot uh, sticker heater things underneath. And then the way it looks, obviously in like a 15 second thing is terrible. Now I, w- I did not have that. I did not get that. Or have that done for my feet. So, I mean, you can certainly judge Herbie for that little soft Ohio guy. Hypothermia. You know what I mean? Like that whole thing. But I believe that's what happened and you caught it. And it was like, I, I don't know if Herbie even knows because, you know, he's not a big internet guy. He, he's getting into the internet a little bit more about the whole reaction to it. But I would assume he's like, oh, come the fuck. I couldn't feel my fucking feet. What do I, like, <laughs> I assume that would be like if I was him, that would have been my response. But you're going to have to get his thing. So, yes. It is a, definitely a subject, Ian. Not a sensitive one, though, at all, because it was actually the lack of sense that caused that whole thing, and that was the feeling in our feet for that entire show. So I feel bad for the whole situation. Trish is a badass. She kicks ass. Herbie, badass. She, he kicks ass. It just, what a scene on the Internet there in the middle of Montana. I saw it going, too, with how he was dressed, too, and that whole thing happened. Mm-hmm. It was an Internet, you know? That was the Internet. Yeah, tag team. There's that a is, lot of recipes in there. You know, yeah, that's it, a lot of ingredients. God, that is like—I mean, I know you guys are live on the internet all the time, so these kinds of like things happen to you. Sure. But like the and like I'm, you know, I'm on plenty, but I'm not. When I'm on, I'm on, and when I'm off, I'm off. When you know, when you're doing a, a live show, all like you're never kind of off. Like the internet sometimes is scary. Like that's Ian, all that you know. Ian, how old are you? Uh, 42. Um, I'm going to be 43 in January. There's a birthday party Happy joke birthday. in there that I can't find. Happy wow. birthday. Happy Woo. birthday, dude. Hopefully you guys all come to Happy my birthday. birthday party. No, so the reason why I'm telling you that is because, um, like, when I was... You just put that right here, boss. Thank you so much. Oh, I can see you guys now. Oh, nice. Oh, oh yeah. Hey. Hey. Thank Let's you, brother. Go. Great work. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah, there's something going on with the TV here. Who knows? Uh, but I think I'm, like, uh, I'm 35 years old. And my senior year of high school was like first year Facebook, like actual, I think. I think it was first year Facebook nationally as opposed to just available where uh, Zuck went to school or whatever. 
So social media era was immediately after I graduated high school. I think if you went through high school with social media in with a camera on your phone, I think you have this like in you already. I, I kind of developed it once I got in the league and cameras got on phones, but like you're always on. Like you are, and if you're not, like you're going to get caught being whoever you are. Like that's why I think you're never going to see me ever be anything other than who I am because like a motherfucker is going to catch me walking down the street and he's going to talk to me like, if I'm a complete different person then than I am on my show, then everybody's going to be, this guy's a fugaze. This is a show. This is fake. This is all bullshit. So I think like this is a generational gap thing where people just have to know, like, like, hey, you're always on. Like when you're in public, like everything you do is being watched by somebody. And if you watch Dateline, you understand that even more. <laughs> everything yeah. you do is being watched by somebody. And I think like when you start thinking like that, I don't, could make people robots. I think it has done that. People are scared to have any emotion. People are scared to do anything. And I think we see that with big time athletes, especially who are younger. They're scared to get caught doing anything. But I think it also presents an opportunity for people to be like the best versions of themselves, you know, where it's like, hey, if there is an old person trying to cross the road who can't walk, like instead of like just going by, like I think there's people nowadays because they're potentially going to get caught on camera doing it, or if they don't do it, they're going to get buried for it, they'll go do it. So I think it also has made the world a better place, although it is certainly a fucking nightmare to deal with every single day. I mean, I feel like you sort of hit on the, the right, sort of struck the right chord, I guess you would say, on that. Like, I, I, you and I are in different levels of internet fame. I think that's fair to say. Um, I, so, like, you just being whoever the fuck you are, by the way, I curse on your show now that I'm hosting. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Hello, baby. Hell yeah. Hello, yeah. Thank you. Yep. Going. Let's go. Appreciate it, guys. Um, you being just kind of whoever you are is part of the reason why it's great and why this thing is great. Um, I sort of gave up like five years ago or seven years ago pretending anything. And so I just assume now. What happened? What happened? What happened? What happened? No, nothing. It just, I, just, I just realized that. Uh, whatever I say could potentially be public. Like when I was, we were talking about before when I was covering Mississippi State and it was sort of pre-phone cameras, whatever. People in a bar would come up to me and they'd be like, so tell me what you really think about X. And I'd be like, all right, if I do that, this is going to end up on a message board. And it's going to be, I just talked to Ian, he said this. So at some point I'm like, I'm going to one, act like a camera's on all the time or two, not really care. And you know, it's not 100% uncensored, but like, like, you know, like, I don't hide anything. My family's out there. If I have a glass of bourbon, for instance. What? Maybe some, what? maybe a cocktail when I get to the Super Bowl. A glass. A beer. What? 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 You know, Bloody Mary on a Saturday morning to watch soccer. Whatever it is. What? What? You're blitzed right now. I, I, by the way, Pat, decline bourbon pre-show. Yeah. Didn't, Did you really? I didn't did. between the hours, though. You should have seen him slugging it down with his <laughs> pot belly sandwich. It was wild. Welcome to the, Hey, thanks for being yourself in the Fandle Thunderdome, <laughs> yeah. man. We just talked about you being yourself and not being something you're not. Bourbon gets shoved in your face. You say no. Okay, you're not Ian Rappaport anymore. Yeah, then you get a little comfortable during life. commercial break. They say, you want some bourbon? You're like, I'm Ian Rappaport again. Bang, sling that thing down and do your job. We appreciate that. That's a very, um, I think you Ouch. did a good thing, Ian. I think you did a good thing, Ian. Becoming yourself. <laughs> I've, tried, like yeah. I've tried hard to be I, I myself, Pat. I think you did a good thing there. I think that's the right play. I um, I've always got Nick. Nick used to mock me for this, and not mock me, but Nick used to always point it out. Nick and I would start talk, talking about something, 
And I'll just be like, ah, I don't know, man. Like, I don't think that's the right time to talk about this or anything like that. He's go, what would you, you always say that I was paranoid or something. Yeah. Nick was always like, you're paranoid, you're paranoid, you're paranoid. Because it would be about somebody that we don't even know or somebody that's even important. I'm like, ah, I'm not saying anything about that dude in this particular setting or whatever. <laughs> and you're, there's only four other people. It's like, you don't know who knows. I mean, everybody's going to say something here. I'm not going to fucking ax myself from a future conversation or opportunity in this moment. Nick's like, you're paranoid, you're paranoid. And it's like, no, no, that's just, be, it brings out a better version of you. That's, it's good. Yeah. It's all good, but it is bad. You got you to gotta stay on your P's and Q's. Can't get your feet rubbed in public. It's all, it's a learning process. Yeah. We're all learning. You can't really get anything rubbed in public, I would say. Just That's overall. true, actually. Yeah. Yeah, um, get let's caught. get to some games. I um, want to get your take on who's going to win. So is that what we do here, guys? Solid. I mean, obviously, yeah. I'm a regular viewer of the show, so I know how this segment goes. Mm -hmm. But is that what we do? Yeah, pick yeah. all the winners. Yep. All right. Yes, spread. You bet. Uh, Pat, do not let me down. Okay? Hey, don't I'm, you worry about it, Ian. Okay. Last not night... Like Boston Connor did last night. Yeah, Man. You called him boy, he addressed you called him it. Boy one. You called him boy one yeah. earlier. Yep. Boy one sold us all on a big super oh, boost. Oh. And I thought we were going to get out of our super boost misery last night. I thought there was a chance. Obviously, Josh Allen's going to run the ball. And there was a couple prepared runs for him yeah. last night. I thought it was going to be good. Didn't love that Stevenson fumbled the ball twice early. Thought they were going to pull him. Didn't work out. I mean, it was just a full-on nightmare super boost situation. That we've experienced so many times with this super boost. And I got people now with platforms, blue check marks, not just paying eight bucks, but also having some people telling me I'm a fraud and I'm stealing from people. And now you think Connor is trying to steal from people to make FanDuel rich? You think that guy mm -hmm. with that mullet down there, with the way he acts, didn't want everybody to win money, including him and most importantly, himself? Yeah. Golly, we got to win one at some point. We have to, have don't to. we? Yeah, Boys. it has to happen. Yeah. Have to. And we were close at a couple times, and like you said, there's things that just went around, like Josh Ink, uh, Josh Allen, he kind of like tweaked his ankle a little bit, like he landed on it, oh. and then at that moment, it was like, uh, that's not great. And the worst part is, uh, I think, looking back to the thought process yesterday, there was a thought like, hey, maybe we do just boost, uh, you know, Gabriel Davis touchdown, because even though we'll and try and find digs and yeah. digs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the thought was there, but yeah, it really didn't have any hope when that fourth quarter started. I thought there was a chance, but no, yeah, I let the people down and we'll get back on the horse and we'll get it done. We didn't talk about last night uh, at all here. Ian, great hosting. Wanted to get maybe Pat's thoughts on uh, last night's game. <laughs> Before, wait, hold on a second. Hold on. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, great hosting. Before Ian, we get to the games, guys, obviously there was a football game last yeah. night. Really mm -hmm. important True. one. We have definitely we not addressed this while Pat was eating fried chicken at Babe's, which is a great place, or maybe the brisket at Pecan Lodge, also a great place. Oh, Pecan Lodge. Boss Lady is the best. One of my favorite places on earth. Anyway, uh, Pat, I was just curious. Um, Patriots yeah. didn't play good. Bills played oh. good. Uh, what did you think? That's a good question. Ian. Yeah, Thank thanks. you so much for bringing that up. I haven't even, uh, you know, cause normally I should have addressed that very early, but I got so jacked up about being in Dallas. And so Zeke out of my mind that yeah. you were there in studio <laughs> doing yep. your thing. So it was hard for me to kind of stay on track and really start chit chat about fair. what I wanted to chit chat about. But let me talk about last night. What was I doing? What was I thinking? I thought to myself, Oh, Bill Belichick's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick figured it out. Mac Jones just had 380 yards in a loss. In a loss. We thought he he's playing his best football in a loss. And then the Buffalo Bills started last night. And we started watching Josh Allen do fucking absurd things on a football field Crazy. yet again. And we we maybe haven't seen him do that in a couple of weeks, so we forgot, didn't we? We forgot. Yeah. We all forgot. 
the, the, the elbow was a thing. Oh, is he throwing it as hard? Is he missing some throws? He's going short on a couple. Then the next week they struggle. The next week they struggle. And it's like, oh, we haven't. We forgot. And we would like to inform Josh Allen uh, that I do sincerely apologize from the tip of this here cap to the heel of these Lucchese's mm -hmm. in Ooh. every single part of my body in between. I'd like to let you know I'm sorry that we forgot about you. I'm sorry that we forgot about the type of player you are, the type of plays only you can make. This rollout jump pass thing that you showed 20 seconds ago that I'm just now seeing on this iPad, <laughs> that thing was so absurd. And it, it felt like it was so easy looking. There had to be a penalty on the Bills. Nope. Penalty on the Patriots. They're not celebrating enough. It was bananas watching them last night. Stephon Diggs, it does appear as if he is, you know, one of the guys who can say, I am him mm -hmm. and oh, say it yeah. with purpose. Mm -hmm. And then let's talk about the Patriots on the other side. That offense a lot. Man. What? Yeah. They, they stink. Yeah. And they got Bad. it seemingly they have what? No offensive coaches on on the roster nope. on the staff. Mm -hmm. Do they have an offensive line coach on the staff? Uh, Matt Patricia. I hate to see. Yeah, sorry, man. It's Matt Patricia. So he's spending so much time drawing up plays with that Tycon. You get it, Tycon yeah. number two <laughs> pencil. That he's forgot to teach the boys how to set their hips and move some bodies. Yeah, what the I hell? mean, people are thinking about Tom Brady going back there next year. That's being talked about, and. uh it's obviously not real because why would, why in the world would Tom go back there? That team is not the team that we think they are whenever we say Bill Belichick's there, whenever we say that they'll be able to figure it out, when we think that they'll be able to just make every game a game. Look what happened with the Bears. Look what happened with the Bills. These are primetime games. Mm -hmm. These are primetime games. The Patriots dynasty seemingly. Oh, no. Oh, no. Shoot. Mm. Dead! I think it is. I honestly think it is. It is. Uh, that's crazy. I, I texted Connor last night. I said, you didn't stink. And uh, I think that's just the way it is, Connor. I think it's the way it's going to be. And I don't love it because it's the end of something that was so fucking awesome. It was the end of something that our league had that no other professional leagues had. It was the end of witnessing greatness in real time. There will never be another dynasty in all professional sports that will be able to match what the New England Patriots were able to do for 20 years. It's going to be impossible. With the opportunities that athletes are going to have outside of their sport to make money, I don't think it's going to keep athletes around long enough to build something that was built in New England mm. the way it was built for the last 20-some years. That fucking run was unbelievable. Now, I was not only a fan of the run from at home, I was also a part of the run on a couple of different occasions when we got run out of Foxborough or anywhere else that we potentially played them. You had nothing but respect for them. There's a lot of clauses and asterisks, you know, about things that had happened over 20 years of dominance. And that's going to take place when nobody else can figure out how the fuck they were able to do what they were able to do because everybody has to think, well, there's no way. This is like when Elon Musk created the Tesla. This Tesla car comes out of nowhere. It's faster, stronger, better for the environment, allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly. at the time. I'm just telling yep. you what it was said at the time. That's I'm just right. telling you what it was said at the time. It is quicker, faster, stronger, better for the world, and cheaper than your car is in any other car that was ever made before, somehow out of nowhere. 
Everybody would be like, this guy's an alien. I actually said that. All these humans have attempted to do this for however many years since the fucking Model T came. Nobody's been able to do it. Then this one guy comes in and is better than everybody ever. And he's never even been in it. It's like, that guy's an alien. Same thing with this Patriots team. Teams have been able to be good. Okay. And back in the day in the 70s and 80s when there was no, not as many teams and salary cap parity and everything like that. So there has been teams that have been on runs. But for two decades with how the game was regulated and the parity perceived around the NFL, how any given Sunday and how many different lucky events that had to happen for it to all take place yeah. and health concerns to take place. It's like, that'll never happen again, I don't think. And I know that I sound, you can add me to a long list of media folks here when I say this. But I, I am afraid that I have to admit at this point that that Patriots dynasty is dead. Mm -hmm. And I don't like it. Not one bit. Uh, here's a man that was on the call last night. Just walked over. Incredible suit game. Looking wow. Wow. Herbie. Hey. Herbie, I just got a promo. Uh, I just got a promo about the Patriots dynasty being dead. Ooh. Now, you're new to the NFL. You're going to have to talk to Bill Belichick a lot sooner than me, so you shouldn't say that. <laughs> well, but what did you see last night? What did you see last night? I saw an offensive line that has issues, and it's easy to point the finger right now at Mac Jones and the offensive coordinator. But until they get that right, yeah. Offense coordinator, offensive line coach. Well, to me, the personnel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got you, got you, got you. Got you. Those tackles, they as a combo, yeah. those they have to rank near the bottom oh, of yeah. the NFL. So, what were your, what are your, hey, you know, the thing that really caught me, the booth in New England is really low. Like the fans are right there where you're calling the game. I, I just felt a sense of just acceptance. Of where they are. That's where Connor's at right now. Yeah. Connor, are, are you, is that yeah. is that a normal thing? Kirk's saying that's it pretty really, normal. It really shocked me, Connor. I, I, I'm just so used to watching the Patriots. It's you know 20 years of excellence and not just the NFL, but all professional sports. And to see their fan base just kind of like, like this ain't it, boys. We, we suck. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Game's over. Like early, they were like that. So. But you look hey, great. Hey, you're doing great. Like your you're, you're doing no, great. No, 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 you're doing great. You're doing great in the NFL, isn't he? Hey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Crushing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Great in the NFL. They're Keep going, Herbie. Employment TV, really Herbie. Herbie. Love you, Herbie. What's that? Who's got the best picks this week? It's not going to be me, pal. It's not going to be Connor either. He just lost Super Boost last night. Yeah, Tone Dick's probably the right guy. Tone, give us some, give us some winners. I'll send you Tone. I'll send him to, I'll send Tone's picks to Herbie. No, you're not bothering us ever. Kirk Herbstreit was on the show. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, Herbie. Herbie. Thank you, Herbie. Hey, Herbie. That was, a, that was my second Herbie. guy. Yeah, but that, that is yeah. like the vibe from New England, to Herbie's point, like getting that whole entire sense from the crowd. Like because of the fact that when, you know, you mentioned the 20 years of the dynasty, like because of those 20 years, like it's not a fan base that wants to go to the playoffs. Like they want to go to the fucking Super Bowl. And it's not like anything where we're, we're not sure if it's our year by week, you know, 12, 13, whatever we just started yesterday. Like, by now, in previous, you know, 10 years ago when Brady was here, by now we'd know, like, okay, this is the team that's going to go. Like, it's not like it's September where we start slow. Like, this is the important football. We know by the start of December, like, yeah, we have a team that's going to go to the Super Bowl. And I feel like a lot of fans have, you know, known that we don't have that for quite some time and that the two teams in the division, the Dolphins and the Bills, are a team that can because they are so good and because of how many weapons they have into your point pat too like when you look at those last 20 years has there been this much talent like it feels like now in the nfl 
just across the board, there are so many better quarterbacks, wide receivers, teams as a whole, versus when you look at, you know, when the Patriots were doing that dynasty, it was, what, it was Big Ben, it was the Ravens, yeah. and... Flacco, and, and Big Ben, Peyton. Peyton, yeah, yeah but, and that, that was kind of it. And even those teams, you know, the, when it got to the playoffs, something would happen. Like, you mentioned the luck. Like, the Patriots are what? They're uh, offsides against the Chiefs away from having oh. five Super Bowls. They're a throw against the Seahawks away from having four Super Bowls. And then they're what? The biggest melt in probably the history of the NFL from only having three Super Bowls. Like so many different things happened during that run that I think you can look back on now. Like, yeah, that just won't happen again because of how many, you know, bounces went one way or the other. And then you look at the Chiefs now. Chiefs, after they won that first Super Bowl, oh, this team's the next dynasty. They've been to an AFC championship every single year that Mahomes has been uh, the starting quarterback, but they've only won one Super Bowl. Like, it's just so much more difficult. And when you look at Brady, you know that age group was kind of the team that kept it together, but also he was able to take pay cuts. The head coach oh, was yeah. the GM. Like there are all these other oh, things. Mahomes that is on happens. that program a little bit though, because he has a contract that's very like that would be the only the only uh-huh. path that I could. Hey, are like, they going to restructure that, Ian? Are they going to restructure that? Uh, I think they will eventually, but I don't think it's going to be anything that's going to cripple the team because similar to Brady, it's important to Mahomes to keep things together. You had Travis Kelsey do a contract that was, let's just say, very reasonable. Like, I don't know that it's going to be like the Patriots, but to me, that's the closest possibility we could get of like four or five Super Bowls over a 10-year period. Yeah, and honestly, we might... You know, 15 years from now, we might look back and it's like, oh, the Bills won four out of eight. Yeah. And it's like, that is another good example. We never know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we have no idea because, but we do know that what the fucking Patriots did, I guess we don't know. I, I feel like I do. That ain't never happening again. I don't no, think in no. any sport. I don't, in any sport, I don't think no. it's ever happening again. So I would like to say it was an honor to get that, you know, feeling. After the fourth and one, fourth and two, Melvin Bullitt makes the tackle in Indianapolis. What Kevin year was Falk. that, Connor? Kevin Falk. I think that was two thousand and seven, right? Or was that? No, no. It was after. It was when I was, I was there. It was oh nine, I think. Oh, so that was the Super Bowl year. Not for no. the. No, no, no. no. Us. It was against the Saints. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, so that was that year. I got a feeling, you know, in that in that brief moment, in you know, am I too young to remember it? Probably. Can I act like I remember it? Sure. For the sake of this story, I got to be there whenever we had a big win over <laughs> yeah, yeah. the New England Patriots, you know, and got, I think my mom actually, and I, Sally will have to text me here. She's a wonderful lady. She'll have to text me and remind me, but I think she puked in the club that night after <laughs> that yeah. game. I think, oh. I think Sally McAfee puked in the club that night. It's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. So you're talking like in the club or like in the bathroom in the club? No, in a, uh, she, I don't, there was a bag mm-hmm. nice. in the club, in the club. She was all by, I mean, she was very, you know, nice. She went into the corner, I think, like, made sure nobody knew. Nice. I didn't know until I saw her afterwards, and she told me, I, I just puked. And I said, geez, Sal. <laughs> all right. My mom used to get after it. Yeah. So that was awesome. <laughs> my mom and I, uh, my mom and I shared, like, a cartoon-sized bottle of Patron. Right. Uh, I forget what birthday. But we were standing on uh, boxes, basket back and forth. Yeah, Sally McAfee and I. Oh, we she was good pounding night. that bottle on the stage. You remember that? Yeah, that was oh, at. Yeah. Uh, where is that at? The that Vogue. Some. 
Vogue, yeah, like a music venue. My mom and I were there. Nick was there. We're just hammering this Patron bottle that was like this fucking big. It was the biggest. It was a cartoon-sized bottle. I've never seen it. But anyways, yeah, after that game, we we had big celebrations for all of those things. What a run. Congratulations, Patriots. And, yeah. And uh, I'm not, we're not saying you won't make it into the playoffs again. We just don't think that that team for a long time is going to be able to battle against the Goliaths mm-hmm. of the AFC right now. Yeah, right? no chance. And, like, that's why last night I sent you that text. Like, I'm just grateful that I was able to be alive during this time where my entire life was AFC championships and Super Bowl appearances. And even because of that team, don't you think, like, you mentioned the Bills maybe winning, you know, four out of eight when we look back on this in 15 years. But with how good the AFC is across the board, like, what if the Bills only go to two Super Bowls, three Super Bowls because of Mahomes, Burrow, I mean, Lamar, that's something Herbert. that really is different from when the Patriots were. I don't want to get to Pat's games in a second so people know. No, no, we'll go quick through those. Don't worry about it. We've got time for good conversation. Okay, cool. um, and your information. We need your information. Cool. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think that's part of the problem because if you think about like when Brady and those guys were really, really dominating, it was the Colts yeah. who, you know, I think it's fair to say Brady had their number a little bit. I'm sorry for present company excluded, plus all the Indianapolis fans. Um, it's very fair it's to not, say. It's not like there was a lot oh, of shut dominant teams in the. <laughs> it's not like there was a lot of dominant teams in the AFC. Now, like if you were to say like to me right now, I mean Chiefs. Like, who's the favorite? Who's the favorite in the AFC? Chiefs, uh, Chiefs are right Chiefs, now, but Bills are right. Right, right? but right? then like, would you be surprised if the Dolphins made the? Did Super last Bowl? night change anything? Uh, I don't think I don't think so. Personally, good. just because of how no Vaughn, no yeah. Vaughn yeah. last night. Is he coming back? He's coming back, right? End of the season? Uh, he's going to come back probably January, when, whenever that Sunday is. So I think it's January 1st or 2nd. Um, Fresh. Yeah, I think Miami, I think, was the In uh, estimation. Yeah, the second time fresh. they play Miami at home. Well, that's the other thing. Like, the Bills or, as an organization. They'll be fresh. Be very be, fresh. Like, just like Trey White. Be better than ever. Yeah. I mean, that's right, the other I'm thing. Sorry, it's like, right. Bills might, no, no, it's cool. Bills might get back two of their, I mean, Tredavious White is like slowly come along. They took forever to put him on the field, but they handled that so well. Didn't rush him. And like you guys know, like when you come back from an injury, it takes a while and you got to trust it. You got to mentally trust it. He was not there until now he is. Vaughn, you know, Vaughn goes on the Vaughn cast, which is kind of like a podcast, but it's his name. So it's a Vaughn cast. Um, Hell yeah. Oh, like this is an Ian cast right now, kind of. I wasn't going to say it, but... Yes. Oh, um, a rap cast. Rap oh, cast. Yeah. cypher. Yep, rap cast. Uh, the no, this is the this is the Pat McAfee show on the free and action streaming. M- me television. not knowing what that stood for was truly an amazing. We had to look it up. We didn't know either. Did oh, you didn't know either. Honest? No, no, it's fake. No. It's not real. It's not a real thing. Yeah, you made it so, up for yeah. a marketing thing. For you guys. Just oh, hey, cool. our podcast is available on smart TVs. Basically. Yeah, no, right? bingo. It's called fast. Yeah. Smart TVs. And where podcasts are. Smart TVs are Ours is on podcasts are. fast. We're fast stuff streams. Anyway, yeah. um, and so the Bills, like, so Von Miller goes on the Voncast and says he's going to come back in one week. And the Bills, instead of being like, all right, what a warrior, they're like, no, no, you're going to come back in four weeks. We're not going to rush you. We're going to make sure you rehab properly and you're going on IR. And to me, it was like, you know, teams can be needy to get injured guys back. This was the opposite. Like, they handle everything so well, you know? Yeah, I saw Bean at the uh, Ohio State-Michigan game, and wow. I'm a massive fan of his because not only how nice he is to us, like coming on our show and chit-chatting with us, 
But like also the way he has gone about building the team is one that if you're going to be a GM, you would hope that you'd be able to do. Now, I've always said I want to be very aggressive if I'm a GM. Give me all the vets because they're proven. He's done that. He traded for Stephon Diggs out of Minnesota when everybody thought Stephon Diggs was maybe going to be a team problem. Brandon Bean said, I don't give a damn. He'll get in our culture, in our team, in our facility, and it'll be great. He's gone there. He's paid money to Von Miller whenever he thought that he needed a closer. He's drafted well. He's stayed committed to Josh Allen because, remember, year one, not that great at football. Mm -hmm. Year two, got better, nowhere near like – Potential bust, people are talking about. Is oh, Josh yeah. Allen ever going to be good? That was actually a conversation that was happening. And Cam Newton was available at the time. And I, oh, as a wow. stooge outsider, was like, hey, are you thinking about bringing Cam Newton in so Josh can continue to develop? And Cam Newton is like similar style, similar size as Josh Allen. He came on our show and was like, no, no, no. I would like Josh Allen to know that we are building this team around him. This is his team. There was no conversation anywhere. And as soon as I heard that, I'm like, I love this. Like, this is... This is what you would want if you were a player. If you were a fan base, I assume there whenever they got rid of Tyrod Taylor after Tyrod Taylor gets him to the playoffs for the first time in a long time, mm-hmm. and everybody's burning outside going, what are these? They finally have success, and they fucking burn it down. It was like they had patience. They fucking grew a quarterback. They spent money. Yeah. I love the way they operate, and you, you, your point was very valid. Like Because of the way they built the roster, they have the capability to be patient with guys. Yeah. Like, hey, we don't need you right now. Just go ahead and get healthy, and we're going to need you down a stretch. It's why you got paid to come here, actually, was to end games at the end of the season when it matters. So I love what they do over there, Ian. I really do. I honestly, I'm a big fan. You want to hear a Bill story that I've never told before? Here we go. This is a good one. Can't wait. This, uh, this actually Hey, welcome see. to the rap cast. Uh, <laughs> welcome. Uh, this actually, is, this might surprise you, takes place in a bar. What? Um, Shocker. I had a drink, maybe two. What? So, anyway, so uh, we're at the league what? meetings uh, in December, Josh Allen's rookie year. And at that point, we sort of didn't really know what he was. And it, I wouldn't say played great. And the jury was definitely out. And so I see Brandon Bean, and we're chit-chatting. And he kind of says to me, we're talking about Josh Allen. And he's like, do you not like our quarterback? And I was like, wow, I'm not, I'm not a scout like you guys do. He Whoa. goes, no. He's like, I can tell by the way you're talking. He's like, do you not think he's going to be good? And I'm like, I really don't know. I was like, it's been up and down. He's like, listen, he's going to be great. You're going to be wrong. And here's what I want you to do. And he gave me, like, specific games to watch. He's like, you could go back and watch our game against the Dolphins, right? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you need to watch these four plays and you need to look at them and study them and then come back to me and understand why this guy is going to be our franchise guy. And I was kind of oh, like, yeah. either he's 100% right and a rock star scout or delusional. And guess who was right? It was not me. <laughs> and he knew all along. It's been that's really, really sweet. Cool. That is. That's a great story. And that type of belief, I guess you kind of have to have because the guy's your franchise and the guy's your program. But he saw something. And stayed committed to it when everybody was telling him he probably shouldn't. So there's a certain certain type of gumption there, too, whenever an Ian Rappaport potentially walks over and says, this guy stinks, you know, and then <laughs> right in Ian Rappaport's face going, okay. But you're not the only one telling the Bills that Josh Allen sunk at that time. Everybody was saying that. It was getting loud. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen kept working, being in the whole crew over there, stayed by his side. And now they're just steamrolling the fucking Patriots in Foxborough on primetime television. What a time. 
What a time. Congrats, Bills Mafia. Congrats, 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 Congrats Bills, Bills Mafia. Mafia. You guys earned that thing up yeah. there in those cold winters. I just hope for their case, you know, he's not the Peyton Manning of this Brady, you know, Ooh. era. And Whoa. Mahomes is Brady. Just just for their sake. I'm not trying to throw a shot or a shade or anything like that. Just hope he wins more than one Super Bowl with the Bills. I think I think they'd be okay uh, yeah, with one right some. now. He could be Rossberg. All right, let's pick some games. For recreational purposes only. Not for me. No, These are strictly kidding. for gombling reasons for me. Uh-huh. Not for Ian, though. But for right. me, they are gombling because we do do the spread. We'll start with the Jets and the Vikings, Rappaport. Anything I need to know on these two games? Uh, yes. Jets are not going to have Michael Carter, their running back. So a running back I had not heard of until last week is probably going to get a lot of fantasy yards. Okay. Not only fantasy yards, but also the Jets stick it. Give me the Vikings minus three. Here Even though I don't want to be on a receipts video with Gary V. Okay, yeah, don't no. want it. Ooh, don't want it. No, I appreciate Gary V. I don't want that. Sorry. Broncos Ravens. Ian, uh, obviously Lamar favored at home by eight and a half points. The Broncos are quite a sociology experiment right now, <laughs> with many people reporting, including yourself, that half the team went to Russell Wilson's birthday. That's a lot of people. Yeah, that's a lot of people. Is it? People on teammates. Yes. 27 teammates coming to the fu- in the middle of the season? That's, that's a lot, isn't it, Ian? I thought it was a lot, but it, people took it like it wasn't a lot. I have no idea. Like, if I invite all my friends. Who are the like, people? Percent- Who are the people? Your suit, your suit friends? Yeah, your Marks. suit friends? Who are the people? Well, I, now I only have non-suit friends. But no, I mean, people, you know, it's the kind of thing where, like, you report on it, and I didn't. I think it was Mike Kliss in Denver, but, like, everyone texts about it because it's such a big hot-button topic. Like, what's a good number? Of, what percentage of friends? I have no idea. Yeah, Kevin Costner, obviously, in draft day. Nobody came to his birthday party. Like, yeah. I think that is Bo why Callahan. people – and it's real. That's right. Hey, that's very real, though, too. Like, that's a real thing. Have to have a relationship with the locker room. That's why what's going on in Arizona is certainly worth watching uh, between Pat P and Kyler Murray. But, like, what – Ian. Yes. Richest owner in the NFL. Already paid – the quarterback who appears to stink at football now. I don't know why. Maybe an ayahuasca trip. Are they ever going to move on from Russ, or is it? Or are they going to build, continue to build around Russ? Is this going to be because Tepper? You know what Tepper did? Tepper came in, said, "Give me that coach. Give me that quarterback. Give me another quarterback. Give me another coach. Give me another this. I'm building another facility. Oh, you're not going to pay your half? Well, I'm filing bankruptcy then. Oh, now you're going to sue me for five hundred million? Okay, <laughs> you didn't hold up your end of the bargain. I got lawyers as well. And then he just moved on, moved on, moved on until they got a winner. And I'm not saying like Tepper's business style is anywhere near the same as the Walton family's right. business style because like Tepper bought out some old supervisor of his mansion and just tore it down just to buy the supervisor's mansion. Allegedly like Tepper is, is like a, is like a fuck you type businessman. I think that that's the type of operation he runs. I don't know if the Waltons do that. Do you see them maybe getting a little antsy with moving on to a new experiment for that team? Or you think Russ is there for the long haul? I don't know. I'm nothing's impossible in the NFL. I mean, I remember thinking a couple of years ago, the Rams are stuck with Jared Goff, and I don't see how they get out from under the contract. And then they traded him Detroit. and they got Matthew Stafford. And Goff's been actually, honestly, fine. And Good Stafford player. took him to a Super That's Bowl. Right. They so, got like four wins over the last two years, five wins. Yeah, hell, mm-hmm. crushing it. True, but the rest of the team stinks too. But they're getting better because they have Dan Campbell, who was on that show at the beginning oh, yeah. of the year, who was great. Anyway, yeah, the draft pick too now. And, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, and, and they get the Rams like maybe top ten, probably draft. Pick. I mean, that's that trade's. Uh, hold end. on though. Hold on though. Yes. Hold on. That was still Goff picking up the full contract, 
picking up Goff. Foxy, still a loss, right? I mean, that whole trade. Definitely. If this team now had Stafford, it would be fucking unbelievable. Stafford's sitting there watching this team going, whoa, offensive line, whoa, run game. I mean, the defense still stinks, but he never had either of those in 12 years in Detroit. Well, hang on a second. Okay. So you, if the, if the Lion, but the Lions could draft a franchise guy with this, let's say, fourth overall pick. Wouldn't that be – I mean, who's it going to be? Whoever it is. C.J. Stroud. Right. Someone like I – mean, wouldn't that be worth it, right, as like a Lions fan? Two years of no Stafford – rebuild and then you have a franchise guy and the whole point is like normally the lions don't hit on these guys now brad holmes new gm has been great so hopefully they do but yeah i mean he's the the guy that said give us golf's contract though yes exactly Uh but maybe they did zoom out and say hey three years down the road right we're we're gonna be able to (laughs) be able to draft somebody (laughs) very good yeah maybe they did you know they said for the next two years we're gonna pay $400 $400 million to this guy. We're going to win like one game for every $100 million we're paying him. Mm-hmm. And then three years from now, we're going to be able to get a good quarterback. Maybe. Maybe that's what they did at the time. Uh, but nonetheless, do you think Denver, what do you think? Do you think they'll stick with him long so, term or no? Uh, they, they almost have to stick with him for another two years, but they don't have to have okay. to. Like, they could just eat an enormous cap hit and just be like, we're going to be bad. But I, I mean, my guess as to what happens is, like, they're going to have a hard decision. Let's say they have a well-thought-out decision at the end of the year about Nathaniel Hackett. That's the first thing. If they decide to move on from him, which is certainly possible, then my guess is they have a coach who's going to be able to get Russell to play better. That's what you said the other day. That's what you said the other day. You think that's crazy? Well, no, because, like, I don't think it's crazy because that would make sense to me. Like, hey, we paid this guy. What if Sean Payton says, you know what, I'm going to take all that Walmart money and I'm going to go to Denver and – I'm going to coach Russell Wilson. Like, would that be worth it? Damn. So is that something – is that a situation where the Waltons could potentially change the game for coaching salaries there? That could become like, uh, yeah, we're doing business how business is done. Like when Deshaun Watson gets 200 and whatever uh, guaranteed, 230 uh, from Cleveland, we actually thought to ourselves, you know, and this would be giving a guy a lot of credit, has him. But what if he did that to price out the Cincinnati ownership and the Baltimore ownership who can never pay a quarterback Uh that amount of money because of the money that has to be held up in escrow and guarantees, which we're currently watching unfold with Baltimore and Lamar, and we're going to see potentially with Joe Burrow in Cincinnati, even though they sold the rights to the stadium and to the bubble that they built. So they're doing business in Cincinnati, which is good news. But could that happen with the Walton family with coaching? Like, do you think there's a chance that they're just going to reset the bar? Because what, what is the bar right now? McVay's making what, like 14 million a year or something like that to coach. And then that means Belichick's making 15 million a year. uh And what is, is that what, how, like, what is the bar right now? And that's how you would get Sean Payton, right? Cause he's going to have his options. And are we all just, under the assumption he's definitely coming back next year, Ian. Uh, I'm not under the assumption that he's definitely coming back. I think he's going to be very, very choosy. So, like, you know, I know he likes L.A. I know that, you know, if there was some sort of L.A. opening, maybe he'd be interested. Denver's pretty close to L.A. If they have an opening, you know, there's a lot of ifs, but I don't think he's going to jump at anything because he just dying to be back in coaching. I think he likes the TV world. Why would you not like the TV world? It's great, right? Uh, this is the internet. Like this. This is the internet. We're not even on fast. Not on TV. We're not even on we're fast. Not, no, we're not, unfortunately. Not wow. on smart TVs. Hmm, that's, that's disappointing. Um, but I don't think it's, it, I don't think it it's a given. But, so, but I think he'll be very choosy. But, you know, here's the other thing. Would he want to coach Russell Wilson? Does he think well, he that's can the thing. fix like, him? 
because the Waltons easily go, all right, $25 million a year. You're our fucking coach. Figure it out. I was like, going to say 20 some- but yeah. I mean, 25 would probably do it too. I mean, that's, that's real money. And then what? The other, the next good, Rabel? What's Rabel going to ask for? Like if a team, like, all right, well, I'm going to need $30 million. I mean, it's going to yeah, be like Andy Reid. Right. Yeah. That like resets the whole, that resets the whole right. market. And all the just other like, owners will be mad, just like they were mad fucked. at Haslam. But They'll be fucked. Mm-hmm. They won't, no, they won't be. They'll be just angry, but then pay it. Oh, you think like that's going to happen with the Baltimore, you think? I mean, at some point, they're going to do a deal with Lamar, I think. Maybe, I mean, or not, or just let him be a free agent in three years. And hey, I don't the, know. These big money owners that are coming into the league could big boy, big bank take little bank, all these other owners if they wanted to. Like, listen, yeah. what happened with Deshaun Watson 230? If you look at it from a strategy, which once again, we're giving way too much credit, they priced out a lot of teams of getting the best quarterbacks in the NFL. If you start doing that with coaches too, you just start pricing out teams that can't afford uh, a particular coach who's a good coach. That could become a thing. Like That's that a could be a point. thing. That's how you you could really, really do that. Wow. Yeah. You got I mean, Bezos, Jay-Z, and McConaughey coming in to Washington yeah, exactly. potentially. Imagine them just being like, God, it ain't our fault that uh, the Brown family over in Cincinnati can't pay you, right? That ain't mm-hmm. our fault. We got, uh, we got a guy that owns the network. Some of the games are on Thursdays and Fridays. If you do that, like that could become a thing, Ian. It's good for well, everybody that's getting paid, but it's bad for some teams maybe that don't have big money owners. With Walmart right? too, sorry, actually, with Walmart too, that that same thought process with Deshaun and the Browns can be used for Russell Wilson because allegedly the Chargers and their owners don't have you know that much money, and Herbert's coming up, so he'll be looking at the Russell Wilson deal like, hey, I deserve probably double this because of how this guy's playing, and they won't have the amount of cash available because that they're kind of strapped for cash. Well, so you've hit on something really interesting because there's a salary cap, obviously, and teams are very limited with what they can pay every player, right? There's a ceiling, and everyone's limited. The two places where there are no limits are coaches' contracts. You can pay whatever you want. So if you want to screw the market or whatever, that's a bad word, but if you want to do that, like you could do it. Or fully guaranteed money. Like There's no limit, so you could be like the Browns and you know what? We're going to change the market, and we are going to take advantage of what we have, which is the ability to put up a lot of cash, and we're going to offer this much fully guaranteed. Like Those are the two places that teams could sort of find the market inefficiency and just turn it on its head. And then what? That one per club meeting that happens would just be the loudest of all time in the yeah. history, or mm-hmm. yeah, everybody be, would be mad. But then they would you're, get over it, or they would have to get out, right? Then yeah. you're looking for new money all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, it's interesting because that is an advantage. What the Browns did is an advantage for the Browns, not because they get. Deshaun Watson, we have no idea how he's going to be on a football field after not playing for two years, let alone everything else that is very serious and real that has taken place. But, like, Ravens, they ain't ever. No. They they would never have paid that. Mm-mm. Joey Burrow, Cincinnati, never, ever would have paid that. Now it's like, will you, can you, or won't you? And they're just going to be banking on Joey and Lamar, hopefully taking very, very, very team-friendly deals, even though, to contradict your point completely, salary caps don't matter. All right, let's get to pickets for games. (laughs) So I like the Ravens, minus eight and a half, even though uh, the Broncos' defense is incredible. Steelers-Falcons, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road against the Atlanta Falcons, minus one and a half. What I saw from 
and Kenny Pickett live with my oh, own yeah. eyes with that offense being able to do their thing and TJ Wide. getting back into this swing of things. I understand the run game is great for Atlanta. Look for Cam Hayward with his big-ass head oh, yeah. and his big old Hall of Fame resume Wide. to have a big-time game and also look for the secondary to make some big tackles so that some of those long ones that Cordero Patterson is possible for having doesn't happen. Jags, Lions, give me the the Jacksonville Jaguars in Detroit against the Lions strictly because I watched Trevor Lawrence cut a promo to Jordan Palmer and I said oh he's a human and he's starting to realize that he's allowed to be a human as opposed to potentially the 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 robot that he was since high school when he was put up in high regards I like that Jacksonville team Tennessee Titans Philadelphia Eagles I love the Eagles you hear me I absolutely love the Eagles I think they're a bunch of dogs in the city of brotherly love, the first ever capital of the United States. But I also like me some Mike Vrabel. So give me the Tennessee Titans plus four and a half, but I think the Eagles win that one. Cleveland Browns, Houston Texans, give me the Texans plus seven yeah. just because wow. the of shoe. everything going on. Yeah, it's going to be loud down there. Give me the Texans plus seven, even though I think there's a chance the Browns win that one. That's a leaner. Washington, New York Giants, Commanders, Taylor Heineke on a roll, taking on the Giants, who everybody loved just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Now they're dogs at home Bye. in the division to the team that put up that statue of oh, Sean Taylor. Huh. Give me the Giants, plus one and a half okay. at home. Uh, Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears. Need I say more? Aaron hates the city. The city hates Aaron. Give me Green Bay, minus three and a half. Oh, in a game yeah. where we go, oh, the Packers are still in it. Yeah. Don't let them get in a super wild card. They'll start doing some damage. Seahawks, Los Angeles Rams. Give me the Seahawks mm -hmm. on the road in L.A. Mm -hmm. Just because that doesn't make any sense at all for them to win, they're going to. Then give me the... Dolphins in the Niners, three and a half. Give me the Niners, minus. Oh, give me the Niners, minus three and a half. Ooh. Chargers, Raiders, give me. Raiders are undefeated since the cry press conference. Yep. <laughs> give me the Chargers plus one. Uh, give me Kansas City Chiefs and Bengals. Give me the Chiefs. We just Ooh. talked about that. Yeah. And then, obviously, in this stadium right behind me. You're going to see a team of men come together like they haven't yet this season. The Indianapolis Colts heard all the things that were said about them after they lost on Monday night to the stupid Pittsburgh Steelers. Why? Jeff Saturday and his curly hair is going to be cutting a promo <laughs> to get these boys rolling. It's prime time. It's Jonathan Taylor. It's an offensive line that hasn't been able to find their way, but they will in Jerry World. Oh, yeah. It's a defense that has dogs everywhere. Give me the Colts plus ten and a half. Don't love the money line. Give me the Colts plus 10 and a half. That's a lot of points, even though they could get run out of this thing early like our team did when we played here in 2014 or 15 or something like that. <laughs> Let's go. Well done. All right. I'm energized by all of that. The Bengals Chiefs well, I'm a little surprised by, honestly. You know? Oh, yeah. Really nice. Cowboys fans. You getting heckled? Do you want me to talk to someone about booed. removing them? I'm getting booed right now. The hell is hey, that about? I appreciate you calling your dad, who's a lawyer. I like that. Well, hey, doctors. Ian, you are that guy, huh? Well, those my people, dad's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. Those dad's, people have been doing weird stuff for like for 35 minutes. So You got to go. Where, behind me? Yeah, yeah doing up downs and jumping some other jacks, weird stuff. TCU jersey. I've already yeah. called security, Pat. They're going to move quickly. They're dabbing. So they got the TV fixed here late, so I appreciate that. Thank you, guys, for like the last 20 minutes or so. Good I haven't been able to see anything. And I've been so captivated by Ian's charm that I've just been looking at him the whole time and you guys. 
Uh, but thank you so much, Ian, for traveling out to India and doing this. We really appreciate you doing that. Boys, incredible week this week. Uh, to all of our guests, thank you all so much. Let's win all of our bets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not you. Not you, not you oh, Ian. Not me. Yeah, you Let's can't. Rap sheet. Us. Let us win all of our yeah. bets. Uh-huh. And uh, good luck to all the fantasy players out there this weekend, Ian. Yeah, there, there you go, go Rab. Because yeah. uh, that, that's Just allowed. So you know, and I also, don't want to interrupt. What week is this? 13? 13. Mm-hmm. I'm 11 and 1 in fantasy. All right. 11 and 1. Pretty good. That matters. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> really good. Really good. Uh, to all of our fans uh, that watch this show, thank you so much. You're the best people of all time. Have an incredible weekend. We'll be live here from Arlington, Texas tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. local. Oh. Okay. A little, mm. a little early. Ooh, switch early. A little early. Really Wake early. up call tomorrow. Jeez. I'm going with this cap tomorrow, right? Have, yeah, to. have, to. have, to. have to. It's perfect. Looks damn good. Absolutely perfect. And get some cowboy boots so you can match them with the. Yeah, don't be a Come I, on. I have cowboy boots. Mm-hmm. Boom. 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 Crocodile, what's going on? What are we, what are we working with? Cayman. Cayman Croc. Yes, you got it. Way to go. Good eye, pal. Good eye. Yep. These are Lucchese's. I heard there's another boot company that came by. Uh, I appreciate them doing that. I'm pretty loyal. <laughs> Sorry. To, uh, Sorry about it. Pretty loyal. Got a lot of these. Uh, they're good people, oh. but I'm open. I'm open for conversations, of oh, course. Wow. Uh, thank you all so much. Ian, crush it this last hour, pal. I can't wait to see what you guys give away. Hell yeah. Uh, we have to give away something. You have yeah, to. Your phone. Yeah. Yep. Shoot. Can I wipe it clean first? Nope. nope. All right. We'll let you know. Babes in Pecan what, what, Lodge, Pat. Babes in Pecan Lodge. Those are your spots. Hey, just j- just want to let you know. Just like we talked earlier about always being on, mm-hmm. everything that's in your phone, anybody can see it at any point. Boom. You need to know that. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> Be careful. Think about that. I got to go. Like there's some there's some 12-year-old who's sitting in some building over here. That could just hack into all of our phones right now if they wanted to and just be like, boop, boop, boom. So remember that as you're living your life. Just remember that as you're out there. That's, that's happening. Goodbye. So maybe clean your cookies uh, off your uh, safari there. Yep. There. Good Ian idea. Rappaport. Jeez Louise. Delete your search what, what history. What type of pig is hosting the show right now? What, what are you? That's crazy. He's a drunk. What are you searching? Huh? Oh, who's this guy got? Should he's, I, he's got Balenciaga. Should I not be top? accepting all cookies? <laughs> <laughs> I accept all cookies. Should I not be? No one told me not to accept don't any accept cookies. cookies. Never. Especially from well, strangers. Never accept cookies? cookies? Not from strangers. Hold on. They don't let you do anything now, though. Like, you have to accept cookies, don't you, on everything? Yeah. yeah. I like always every, accept every... the cookies. Yeah, you gotta. Yeah, but I don't think you're supposed to. I think it's become a new thing where you just, like, they force you to on all these websites. Huh. That's why Twitter, thank God it's still alive. Hell yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Elon. <laughs> yes, our lives Even are much They better. got a lot of cookies to deal with over there. They oh, do. A lot of cookies. Yeah, to... a lot they ban. Hey. Hey, they kicked. Yeah, he's they at. Kicked yay off yep. the platform. Out they say, yay, listen. Yeah, yay, li- you're really test. Elon's like, yay. I'm like a free speech guy, but like, you're really fucking being an asshole. Like, like I'm, my whole thing, and it's like first couple weeks I own this thing, yay. Like, free speech, free speech, free speech. And then you come in here, like, yeah, this is free speech, Jen. And then you kind of give uh, everybody that's against me all the ammo that I've been fighting mm-hmm. against, yay. Could mm-hmm. you maybe not be like, that hateful mean and you know just try to tear it all down in one night i mean i play golf with chris paul yeah yeah whoa that's right good guy he had a, he had a wild night last night yeah. chris paul. <laughs> he is the most chris had a, he is the a easiest wild night last he is the easiest out of all time honey you're gonna believe what, chris, what did you see what this guy said earlier today you're gonna believe what this fucking guy said? oh you're gonna believe the guy who was wearing a mask no. on with alex jones okay yeah sounds good why was he wearing how a about, mask bro how about fashion 
How about Alex Jones in that one clip going, and this is Alex Jones we're talking about. Nazis are bad people. They're thugs. They do terrible things. <laughs> yeah. they, they are. Really good. They are bad. bad. My belief, he said. Like he was taking my belief. Bad Jones people hands. do terrible things, everything. And then off camera, a man in a ski mask whose name is formerly Kanye West goes, yeah, but we got always, we can't always just put them down though. Like what, dude? Yeah. What yeah. is that? How is this even? Uh, also did some research, even, Pat. Uh, highways was not invented by Nazis and microphones also not invented. <laughs> you by don't Nazis. say. No, you I don't did, yeah. say. <laughs> so if he was wrong on that, was he wrong on Chris Paul as well? Ooh. Yeah. Probably. Well, if I'm Chris Paul. Yep. When I'm walking into the house, I'm certainly using that as exhibit A. And then yeah. how about one? Oh, here's one. Here's a star David with a swastika in the middle of it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's another one. Here's another. This. Here's another. You know. And uh, I went over there to uh, Germany and, and toured. Uh, uh, which I wish I remember which one it was. Was it, it was one of the camps? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I mean, that's just a. That's one that's that the I think big one. Has yeah. a, I think it's in Poland. I don't know. I think it, it was is. Dachau. Dachau, yeah. Dachau, yeah. Dachau. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think I went to Dachau, I think. Wow. And I was a teenager when I was over there playing soccer, and they kind of walked it around. It's like I would recommend anybody that has, you know, any questions to just take a trip over there one time and then just, you know, change your view on the whole. Every, it was fucking. They had pictures of all this stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm like a 13-year-old, 14-year-old. And I'm seeing these photos, everything going on. It's like, I don't know how that could even be a thing. Seemingly is. But at some point, hopefully the world will all recognize. And and remember, we'll all be in one place. Remember? We're all dreaming of this reality. That's right. Uh We're all dreaming. We're currently in this one, though. We got to remember that as we're trying to get here. We'll get there someday, though, won't we? Yeah. Hell yeah. Amen. Hell yeah. Won't we? Crap. We'll get there someday. Maybe. Hopefully. Whoops. Hit the microphone again. Third time. Sorry. Not created by Nazis. No, no. no. Friend that you just said American no. made. I was, uh, Pat, before you go, <laughs> this is important. So I was uh, settling into my new spot here, which mm. is really nice, by the way. Um, and I was nervous about, because I see you on this and you're kind of above the microphone. I was nervous that people would not be able to hear me. So I was like, make sure that I'm close enough to the microphone. And then I get here and what I realize is I'm here and you're like here. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. they can hear you, they can definitely hear me. Uh-huh. And it was really yeah. a tough moment I, for me. I got about a half a face on you. Yeah, half a face. I think that's no what you just, uh, yeah, yeah, you just whole did. head, I'd say. But. No, did I they, say that. The boys were planning some uh, things to make you like a little taller on the seat or up there. I'm happy they didn't do that because I told them we are not a sizest no, no, operation. Not at all. As Foxy zooms out here, I you do kind of look like one of those mini figurine things. No, I don't think so. That kind of get put in the Hold set. On, let me be big. Is this like bigger yeah. now? Yeah. That did it. Oh, Hell yeah. Actually. Yeah. Yep. Kind of made it worse. Did you think about where, Ian, or uh, yeah. Connor, you look like your guy Fietti, the top of your hat. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Pretty awesome. Gangster. That is amazing. Gangster, Thank you for dude. blocking that camera that yesterday, really too. funny. Wow. Um, Ian, yes. I appreciate you, man. You're awesome. Thank you for doing this. Not a lot of people would for us, and we're very, very thankful for that. So keep crushing it. I'm going to get out of here. Somebody else is supposed to be on this stage. Oh, I appreciate all you guys. Goodbye. See you, Pat. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Pat. Welcome back to the Pat McAfee Show. I am definitely, most certainly not Pat McAfee. Nope. I'm Ian Rappaport, not capably filling in for our guy who is just hanging out with us. 
in Dallas-ish wearing a cowboy hat and, as I've now learned, cowboy boots that yeah. he's had for a very long time. Yeah, long right. time. Over a year. Uh, welcome back to the FanDuel Thunderdome. Uh, we uh, have some more fun things to talk about, oh, sure. yeah. including football uh-huh. and other things. Yeah. Uh, before we get to that, what I would like to do right out of the break is my understanding that Tone yeah. has a little segment. Oh, no, yeah. I'm sorry. Has a big segment. No, it's a little. Is it a little? No, it's huge. It's massive. A little segment. Depends on if. Nope, I'm not going to say it. Yeah, no, I was not. There's a couple things that went in my head, too, but um, just do your thing. Depends on the angle. What's your angle? Do your thing. Go. I have nothing to add. Okay, and uh, you, uh, this is your first time here, and uh, it seems like you've never watched the show on a Friday, so you wouldn't know. Um, Fucking Friday, in this hour, we get fucking twisted. Let's get fucking twisted! Twisted. You're going to like this because it involves alcohol. Let's fucking go. Oh! 5% ABV twisted tea. What? Tastes like real tea. Why? Why? Because it's brewed with real tea. Goddamn right. It's delicious. Okay, so what we do, Ian, is on Wednesday we show the standings uh, or the, the playoff rankings that the committee came up with. And I pick a team and I say, that's bullshit. Okay? Yeah, that's bullcrap. <laughs> and I fucking I twist it, okay? Okay. This week. Oh! That, whoa! No, what? Didn't, that's didn't happen it. yet. Oh. Okay. You, you guys well, why do to get twisted? You guys yeah. do this every week. That's, that's a not spin. a twist. That was a spin. Oh. Now okay. we, gotcha. now okay. we twist. This week I said, let's drop one of these teams out of the top ten and let's put a new one in Jeez. it, okay? Jeez. Are we going to get fucking twisted? Twi- twist it. Drum roll, drum okay. roll, drum roll. Let's get fucking twisted, Tony! Sorry, dat boy. Ouch. <laughs> I'm so fucking sick, sick of Clemson, okay? They were only in there because of their name. They stink, okay? Yeah, There's no do. reason they're in there. Now, did they beat Florida State that I put in? Sure. Okay, but that was a long time ago. Long. Florida, Florida, LSU just said Florida State's the best team they played all season. LSU's played some really good teams this year. There was a little bit of stretch where Florida State did lose three in a row. But they're goddamn Mike Norvell's got them boys buzzing. He does. He does. Yeah, and he watch does. out for K State tomorrow. Is K State's name still getting twisted, or they is are, just the sunglasses? I think it's my eyes. Whoa. No, they. I the think case, it's my eyes too. They are twisted. They okay. are twisted. Because okay. they went from ten to nine. They, yeah, they've had a couple of uh, twisted Florida State teams, came in. Looks like. uh, yeah, so they're all you, blurred. If you guess that, uh, Bruce will be reaching out to you. Uh, not everyone who guessed it. Okay, you get put in a randomizer. Two people, I believe. Two people. Well, this week is last four. Four this oh, week. four people this yep. week. Uh, if you had this correct, not everyone. Okay, it's not how the giveaways work. Everybody no. can't win. Sorry. Okay, but that's losers. how that's how it is. Okay. Thanks, rap. Appreciate you for letting me do my little segment. That was a good segment. Big yeah. segment. Um, Are you a big college football guy or no? Uh, I love college football, and like it's funny. So I covered Mississippi State for two years, and I covered Alabama for three years. And people ask me, even still now, like, do you miss it? And I love the NFL. Were you there for the poop years of Alabama? Well, I was there for uh, six and seven, seven and six, and then ten and two. Okay. So I, when I took the job covering Alabama, which I didn't even really like, I wasn't even that into. I was covering Mississippi State. I thought that was great. And hanging with Ross. And I was with Ross, right? And I got an offer to cover Alabama for the Birmingham News, and I was like, ah, I don't know. And my wife was from Mississippi. Was like, you're an idiot. This is Alabama. You should definitely take this job. And I'm like, okay. She's usually right. So I took it, and it was a regular job. It was good. Yeah. Like, out, covered Alabama. Mike Shula was there. It was totally fine. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Saban got hired, and my world literally exploded. Like, it was like nothing 
every single thing that I wrote, every single thing that I reported was like scrutinized on the internet like never before. Mm -hmm. They ran, the, it was the first time I'd ever seen this, press conferences live, because Nick Saban press conferences were so must-see internet that everybody watched. So I would ask a question, and then there'd be a debate on the internet about my question. I called him Nick because his name oh, no. oh, is don't Nick. Do that. Coach. No, it's yeah. Coach Saban. Right. And that was a really a little respect. big deal. Paul Feinbaum Guy had a good NFL career. would literally destroy me on a regular basis on air. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, did it, well, I thought you heard what Feinbaum said yeah, that one something time. along the lines of like, this Ian Rappaport guy is a big, dumb dipshit. He doesn't have any respect for Coach Nick Saban at all. Okay, <laughs> get what I did there? That rap sheet, calling him Nick and Coach Saban. This guy's a moron. He does not deserve to have... <laughs> This job at Alabama. Yeah, I thought. Uh, yeah, I, I thought he like got brought up the other day for some reason. <laughs> you just do that on command. I mean, sometimes. Or, yeah, sometimes. If it's in the role. Yeah, for sure. That is, that is very good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> he so appreciate that. Uh, at one point, <laughs> at one point when during the Saban year, during the uh, Shuli years, and they sucked, and they had some bad loss. I forget. And I called up Mike Shula. And I got his comments on Alabama, and the comments were sort of like how they needed more time or something like that. I can't remember. And Feinbaum was basically like, I'm not going to do the accent because I'm not good at that. He sure. was like, we got this greenhorn oh, from nice. the north. And he called me a greenhorn, which I think is an insult. Yes, it is. Um, yeah. And we got this greenhorn, greenhorn from yank. the north who's so young, who oh. doesn't know anything, and he's calling daddy, and he's asking him for his opinion. And it was just a whole segment. It was on me and how much I saw. Jeez. Have you guys talked reached since? Back, yeah, I mean. Yeah. We've since. And, but he doesn't. That's one thing is, like, it's not personal. No. And I and – as – I'm sure you guys could probably tell when I get criticized, I really don't care. Like, mm -hmm. it sure. does, do not care. Um, but part of that is because at Alabama, I got criticized so much that at some point you stop worrying about mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And he knows it's not personal. So he would like rip me and then be nice to me in this like couple days later because it's like, eh, sorry, I had to trash you a little bit. Son of a bitch. Yeah. But then so. Who does this greenhorn dipshit? <laughs> <laughs> I had, to tell, I had to tell my mom that she was not allowed to comment on the internet mm -hmm. about the mean things that Paul Feinbaum was saying about it. That's got oh, yeah. smart. She's got to get out of there if she is still in there. No, she, believe me. My family knows. I'm, there were times I'm sure my lovely wife would like to comment, but she knows that she is not allowed to do that. Yeah, there's no point. Well, you would think you being from Gloucester, like you would have to Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, let's not throw a rap sheet into Gloucester. Okay, Tony? I thought he was originally a greenhorn on the Andrea Gale, but luckily <laughs> fucking didn't go out that that tough trip. Those greenhorns are tough sons of bitches. Yeah. I'll they tell are. you that much. They are. They hurt. No they tougher are. than on the Northwestern fucking Captain Sig. Sig and the boys. So to answer your question, um, so when I was covering Alabama, one thing I would love, and it was, you know, the week leading up to it was always stressful. It was who's getting what story and who's playing. And, like, there's always some stuff that happened before kickoff, like somebody suspended. It was really, really, really high stress. And then, you know, 9 o'clock in the morning, you'd walk around, like, the, the field at Alabama. Not the actual field, but, like, the, the green. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you'd see everybody dressed up. All the guys dressed up in ties. The women, which I was definitely not interested in, nice. dressed up in dresses. I assume I wasn't really looking. 
And it was so nice. good cover. Like the energy was so high, and it was so like the anticipation was so much, and the ceremony was so great that like it was awesome. And the NFL doesn't have that. The NFL just has amazing drama in their games. Yeah, but I miss that. Like the pageantry. Nothing can happen in this next hour, and I'm going to enjoy watching these people like with anticipation get ready for college football. Like that was fun. Yeah, it is just two completely different animals. Like same sport, but just polar opposites. Mm-hmm. It feels like as far as like the game and the prep. Obviously, the game, but like the surrounding fans. Even like it just doesn't feel like there's uh, a similar correlation. And I, I honestly, you could probably speak on it better. Would you say it's more? Die hard loyal in college, or I guess where you were is probably hard to generalize it like that because Alabama's the pinnacle, and like it's you know it's much different than if you if you were to compare them in the Houston Texans. But would you say like how would you um, like differentiate the two fanhoods? Well, I mean, I was I was in Mississippi State too, and like I almost can't even describe it. Like someone was asking, my wife and I were in a conversation the other day, and someone was asking about recruits. And they were saying, like, oh, in Mississippi, you know, do you have to recruit people? It's like Mississippi State but versus Ole Miss. And I was trying to explain, like, it's not really like that. You either grow up in a state family or you don't, Mm. or you grow up in an Ole Miss family. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's who you are. It's not like, oh, well, let's, you know, convince this guy to like Mississippi State. Like, you do or you don't. Yeah. Um, Alabama and and Auburn. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, like no one would convince someone who lives in, like, Opelika to go to – that's a place, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, convince him to go to Alabama. You just, you're an Auburn guy and that's just what you are. Yeah. So the NFL doesn't really have that except maybe like a couple of the crazy fan bases, Bills, Browns, mm-hmm. Raiders, you know, some of those. Um, but like it is a life in college football. And that's why like the internet presence is so much greater in college football because like it is life. Yeah. It's yeah. just a different story, and less games too probably mm-hmm. um, goes into it. That's why the college football playoff expanding. It's probably only going to make that stuff bigger. Like it, I was so annoyed yesterday. Did you guys see the reaction? Like from, and I don't mean to. I know I brought him up once before. But my friend Breer, who I like. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I mean, he is insufferable during Ohio State. Oh, games. he's the worst. He knows it too. Mm-hmm. His yeah, tweet. I, I. Yes, I. When he sent it uh, about the dorks celebrating in Michigan. Uh, I, yeah, I almost unfollowed. Anyway, uh, he's an idiot. But he was talking about how the playoff will diminish the regular season. I feel like it's the opposite. Yeah. Right? No yeah. doubt. Makes the like, conference championship games more important, which, like, right now, they kind of don't mean shit. I, right. mean, yeah. you know, I think it'll, it'll, it'll go both ways. Sure, some games will mean less. Okay. Like, the Ohio State-Michigan one meant a lot this weekend because mm-hmm. only one of them was most likely going to get in. But yeah. there will be other times where fucking, like, now, LSU, Georgia this weekend, which means pretty yes. much nothing in the playoff scenario, will mean a lot because the conference champion will get a bye or however it's going to work or whatever. Right. Something like and that. Like, there's going to be some games that mean less, some games that mean more. Yeah. It's the same face. Well, and you would potentially have, you know, like in the Big Ten this weekend, and, and it probably wouldn't happen with 12, but also like a team like Purdue who has, you know, really no business being in the Big Ten championship. If they win, they have an outside shot at now getting like a 12 seed and getting in if they do win the Big Ten ch- championship. Same with like Kansas State and uh, – sure. Utah, right. like win and they're in or lose, and you're definitely out of the top twelve. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that, I think that's Very pretty much so. sweet. Yeah, that is. It, it's so interesting. More teams in playoffs always better, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, and also like it's not like the regular season's sacred. Like I love the NFL regular season, but like if the Patriots had won last night, which as we know was not going to happen, yeah. but if the Patriots had won, 
it wouldn't have like ruined like still intriguing, still interesting, still fun to discuss. Like just because it wasn't like win and you're a champion, lose and you die. Like it's still fun. Oh yeah, yeah. it's huge. And like even just talking about it now, like the game, the game weekends now. Like <clears> it's <throat> New Year's Day and New Year's Eve, but now it would be you know either Christmas Eve or Christmas for that first round of uh, college football playoff games, right? And then the final. Uh, four teams or the final uh, eight teams, whatever the fuck it is, I can't think. Also, right having now. those games be like at a team's campus where you know yes. you have like a, a massive high-profile game against two teams that would typically never play each other. You know, more than likely, yeah. especially at uh, a non-neutral site. Yeah. So you got a little little got news? bit of news there. Uh, yeah, first of all, my mom just texted me and said she did not comment. She just wanted to comment. Shout okay. out. Yeah, well, it was nice. She, she says her thoughts were R-rated, so she curses more than I do. Love you, mom. Esther. Esther Rappaport, that's a hell of a name. It's a great name. Yeah. yeah. Strong. Um, Justin Fields. Uh-huh. Oh. Bird on. Full participation today yeah. off the injury report. Oh, oh yeah. So he will start. He's got fresh legs. Bird on. Kind of... Kind of interesting. It makes the game a lot. Um, probably wasn't going to watch Trevor Simeon. <laughs> no, he's now, still injured, by the way. I love watching but, Justin Well, if Fields. it was Nathan Peterman, I oh, for Trevor sure would have watched him. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, we talked about the Patriots before and, like, you know, the, the dynasty. And I, I disagree with Pat, which I would definitely tell him to his face, but hopefully he's not hearing this. I disagree with him. The Patriots dynasty is over because I think it's way too early to say that. Plus, there's a whole graveyard of people who've ended the Patriots dynasty over the last couple of years. But it was alarming to me that instead of, like, usually the Patriots cancel people, like they cancel Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. They kind of help create Justin Fields. Yeah, a little bit. What? Like, I was there. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I was on a cooking show on the Food Network. Yeah, that's right. right. Is that aired yet? Uh, no, it airs uh, early January. Uh-huh. I've heard my episodes. No, I haven't heard this, but my episodes are hopefully good. Hopefully, I'm in it a lot. That's what Max said. <laughs> yeah, he said it was so tailgate take that. I was so annoyed. Oh my god, he! I told you guys, he wanted to come here today. I told Pat. Oh, he was like, it. "You're going to be on the Pat McAfee show. Can I come? Why not?" And I'm Why like, "Did you bring him?" I didn't want to show up with my son the first time I'm doing this. That's cool. I respect so that. So next yeah. time I, I told him he can miss school and he can come hang out. Okay. Oh, yeah. nice. Absolutely. That'd be fun. Um, he sits down and shut up the entire time. <laughs> he's, <it's, laughs> he's not going to. He's going to come and he'll be like, can I just have my – can I just – he just thinks he should talk all the time. Hell yeah. Um, it's stuck in one of the holes in that <laughs> net over there. Dad! <laughs> shut up. I mean, you're going to want to like – Shove him in there. Uh, no. <laughs> no, not at all. Kids are fine. But yeah, yes. Fields, they did. Anyway, so get I was there that night because we had finished shooting. I was in the state, and I was like, I could not believe that basically the Bears figured it out mm-hmm. against the Patriots. That never happens. And I left that stadium being like, I think Justin Fields is going to be good because yeah. the Bears coaches are apparently awesome and have like. Do so you think Eberflus is smarter than uh, Belichick? I think, uh, no. Uh, that's kind of what you just said. I think Luke Getzey, the offensive coordinator, yes, 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 is yes. has done what not all coaches do, which is like I have this system, I have this player with this skill set, and I'm going to ignore what I quote unquote do, and I'm just going to tailor everything to him. And it was awesome. Yeah, it's Ravens with Lamar. Like I exactly. feel like they just figured it out. Like hey, we should use Fields way. It's it what Nagy could not um, figure out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but I Nagy know. knows everything. He knew Mahomes was the guy. But right. uh, how great was that? That's sweet. It was awesome. Have we heard that? We have not heard that, right? The was, story from Mahomes before do we have about time for that? him oh. being told the uh, oh yeah the t- 
teams or whatever. Yeah, you, yeah. you have the clip. Yeah, right? so Patrick Mahomes, for those who don't know, Mahomes went on the oh, yeah. Kelsey Brothers New Heights, New Heights. Pod, New Heights podcast yeah. and told this story, which is awesome. Yeah. The first day that I met Coach Reed was at the facility. We had, like, the uh, meetings, like the top 30 visits. So I was in there for, like, five hours. Just He's just going grilled. through plays, going through plays. And uh, I'm going to give you all the inside scoop. Matt Nagy, who was the offensive Yuck. coordinator then, he really liked me. So he gave me the plays they were going to go over the night before. So Coach Reed's finding out here live on New Heights Podcast. Oh, my gosh. Matt Nagy. <laughs> How could you? Let's go. And yeah, so of course I crushed the meeting. I stayed up all night studying those plays. <laughs> it's like, man, this kid is locked in. We got ourselves a winner here. <laughs> As the process went on, I had a feeling that I was kind of going up in the draft. I had a couple of teams that said they were going to draft me, and I mean, that's true. Like, It's not like these coaches are making that up. I talked to them uh, during the draft process, and they were like, hey, if you're there, we're going we're gonna to take you. I kind of gave a little inside info to the, the Chiefs, and I was like, hey, if y'all let me go anywhere below, at the time, I didn't know about the Saints, but I was like, if y'all let me go 12 or below, I'm going to get drafted by someone else. You drafted yourself? And so I gave the Chiefs <laughs> a, little bit of in, a, little bit of, a little bit of info on that because I wanted to be here. Let's go! Yeah, that's awesome. Pretty sweet. What a jerk. Who? Um, Maggie? Mahomes. Just Boy. rubbing it in. Oh, yeah. yeah that's yeah. a great story. I, I, I had never heard that before, and that's bonkers to me because in the draft, there's no secrets. Everything comes out. So I, the fact that we've never heard that before yeah. is amazing. And so if we look back at it, the Chiefs traded up to 10 mm-hmm. with Buffalo, who I think took Tredavious White, if I remember correctly. Is that right? Uh, yes, they took sense. Tredavious White, who's awesome. Um, and the Chiefs traded over the Saints. And the Saints were at the time pretending that they were going to take a DB, who they ended up taking, Marshawn Lattimore, but they were going to take Mahomes. So basically, because Matt Nagy helped Mahomes cheat on the exam, the Chiefs ended up with a dynasty, and the Saints ended up still still Drew Brees. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. but and Nagy got and Mitch now Trubisky. they absolutely fucking stink. And the year that they stink, they're gonna their pick's gonna go to the team that's ten and one right now. Yeah, something to think about. That's another uh, quarterback that's oh. just healthy backup now. Yeah, what's going James. on with Jameis? Yeah, yeah, because it's not like Dalton's burning, uh, burning, uh, burning, 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 burning things. Down. Burning London Bridge down. Uh-huh. No, he is Burgers. most certainly not. Um, they. I think, you know, that's tough. And I think when, you know, Jameis was in there, he wasn't healthy. And then he sits out like a month. And then Dalton kind of solidified things, played well some days, not as well other days. I just don't – I'm just not sure they want to make a change. Yeah. I mean, I just don't – they just – there has to be some sort of maybe confidence. I don't know what the right word is. Um, so they don't think Jameis is their future because Andy's right. not because he's old. And Andy. Yeah. Andy. I don't I, I, I don't think Jameis is the future, no. no also, for as season. bad as they've been, like, they're still, they could still win that division. Yeah. That's what a crazy they, a game thing. back? Like, I mean, they yeah. win. Let's say they win Monday and it's Bucks, right? Yeah. Bucks, yep. Could win. Mm-hmm. And Dennis Allen has traditionally very well. been very good against yeah. Brady. Yep. Um, Except the playoffs. So they play okay there. Um, then, they're, then they're still in it. And I, I mean, I, you know, maybe at some point if they have to, they go to Jameis. And I personally would be curious to see what Jameis would do because he has had his moments, um, but then other moments where you just scratch your head and you're like, come on, man. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, that's what I don't understand is, like, usually guys will find that happy medium between, like, chances to take and not. Sure. And Jameis kind of never really did. No. He was playing good at the beginning of last year before he got hurt. Yep. Yeah. He was playing pretty good, yeah. Uh, like five and two or something. 
Was it? Yeah. And then, you know, but the other thing is, like, those knee injuries are bad. Like, he had a multi-ligament knee injury. Like, it takes a while for people to come back from that. Uh, Before we continue, my understanding is we need to give away things. Yes. Yes, we need to give away. So I will cede the floor and let you guys show me how we give something away. All right. So we do this on every single Feel Good Friday. Yep. Hashtag PMS NFL Week 13. 13. That's hashtag PMS NFL Week 1, 3. Don't spell it out, no. just 13. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is pick a winner from this weekend. Don't need to you know, go by the spread or anything. Just need a winner straight up. So hashtag PMS NFL Week 13. Pick a winner from this weekend. Put your hashtag in the tweet. Pick a winner. If you correctly select the winner, you will be entered mm-hmm. to potentially win $500. We will, 10 people oh, will wow. win $500. And I think we were saying what? We will double it if you, you Mr. Ratchet, can okay. go down there and make, uh, let's say, three out of five putts. This putting green Pretty has been a fickle Tough. beast. A lot of people who play a lot of golf have not fared very well on it. So uh-huh. hashtag... PMS NFL Week 13. Right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Ten oh, people. I can't put, put your cash tag in there and who you think is going to win this weekend. Ten people will win. If Rap Sheet sinks three out of five cuts, wow. 20 people will Either win. Either or, whichever $500. one. Wherever you, whichever behind, one. The, behind that, that little fake hole there. Yeah. Okay. That little, yeah. yeah. Either hole. Every Plus time. Sanded drip. Notice. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Look at those shoes. Yeah, shoes are great. Shoes are nice. Sweet pump. You're going to pump them up to putt or? There you, you go. Probably, now, we're talking, yeah. now we're talking, Rap. Well, much done, huh? Let's I mean, go. Every time we called you this year, you were golfing. So. Yeah, yeah you see. better. Yeah. Pays off here. Ooh, close, but no cigar okay. on the okay. first one. Could make zero. Three out of four. Oh, there, is it possible? That's happened a couple times this week. Yeah, more than a couple. There it is. That's the stroke. That's the. Oh! oh. He's, got, he's got to make sense. Okay, got to run the table here, Rap. You can do this. Just lock in here. What do you say? For Columbia. Boom, there's one. Oh, oh man. Okay. I mean, at least try and make two. Yeah, you can't I mean, just you, go you over. You can't go over. What well, if I, I mean, go over, though? Well, then, then you look like an asshole. Yeah, you're over right I now. So like, I would just be. Well, that's I mean, you're give, they're good rolls, Raps. We'll give you that. Ooh. You've got to hit it a little bit. you got to oh. hit it here. Oh. Come on. So you Come can, on, Raps. We just, two we can, not a bad putt. We right? can just tell that you go for greens and regulation and then two putt pars. That's who you are. Boom. There it is. There it is. Well done. There it is. Not over. All right. So only 10 people are going to win, but hashtag PMS NFL Week 13. Pick a winner from this weekend and put your cash tag in the tweet. Uh, if your selection is correct, we will randomly select 10 people yeah. to win $500. Wow. I cannot believe that. Although it's I tough. have to say, I'm glad that I hit the last one because now I can walk off a winner. Yeah, Boom. that's true. Absolutely. And this week especially, there's been people go 0 for 5, 0 for 10. You mm-hmm. know, it, it's been a tough week on the green, so it I'm really impressed has. you even hit one. I mean, I was planning to go until I went, and I would have stayed there forever, so I guess I'm glad I made the 5th instead of the 14th. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. Silver line. Like hey, mm-hmm. I, like your, I like your thinking there, Rapture. God. I do miss the golf course, though. I'm not going to oh, lie. Oh, who yeah. doesn't? I know. We'll be back out there. I drove, when I drove by here, yeah. which, again, people should not visit. No. Um, there's a golf course right here. Yeah. yeah. Well, right here meaning a couple miles away. A couple yeah. miles away. But, mm-hmm. but on still, the way. yeah, it's on the way. Yeah, and that's a nice track. little course. Yeah. It is, like, 
I know like we're we're all business here, and I would never want to talk about something non football. But hey, I played in a uh, frostbite open on Saturday. Oh, nice! Oh. It's freezing. Oh, winter coat, winter hat. Yeah, um, it was great. And uh, I have moved on from golf during the season because you get so focused. Like, even Tuesdays, which is my off day, mm-hmm. I'm just like tired and like process. My brain's still going. Yeah. And then I played golf Saturday, and I'm like, God, I missed it so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll so, be there soon again. You know, the only worry, the only problem with that is football's over then. You know, when golf season kicks Mm -hmm. up, football's over, free agency's over. Except that's a weird thing is like, it doesn't, because the draft comes up, like even, like even after the season, which I love the games. Over until. Right. Until the draft. May, June. Yeah. Really like, you wake up the morning after the draft and you're like, all right. It's over. But now it's over. Yeah. After the like after the Super Bowl, I don't wake up and I'm like, oh, I miss games because I wake up and it's like, who's getting tagged? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where's everyone going? Exactly. And like, free agency last year was. Crazy. I'm, I'm glad I made it through. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had trades and crazy stuff like uh, Tyreek Hill gets traded in sure. late March, which Devontae. Like, Devontae. Yeah. I mean, the Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers on the same day. Yeah, that was like, Rush on, like the first day of the offseason, yep. pretty much, wasn't it? When Rush got traded and Rodgers resigned, yeah. Vaughn. Rodgers was mad at me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he was. Yeah, Vaughn. That's a great point. Vaughn was. Khalil Mack. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Khalil. That free agency was nuts. There were a Khalil lot of... Mack, that's right. God. Yeah, people, everyone always. Uh, Get, you know, fans love free agency, and I love it too. But being in it is like the most stressful thing. Yeah, because you you have no idea. Yeah, no doubt. At any it. any freaking moment, I was sitting down with. This is not to brag or anything. Okay, I was but. talking to Spike Lee. Oh okay. shit! Wow, Knicks fan? Uh, no, he was uh, working on a documentary, and he was talking okay. to me for it. Of course, and uh, so um, I'm sitting down with him, and it's for an hour, and I'm like getting you know it's. He asked, like, real pointed questions, like, definitely didn't care about, like, being too, like, butting in or, like, what like, he was asking, like, real hard Spike questions. Lee, yeah. Yeah. yeah, come on. And, like, obviously, like, ask whatever the hell you want. I don't care. <laughs> and then I get a text on my phone as opposed to a text on my brain. Sure. Um, Neuralink. And it says, right. And it says, uh, pretty sure Tyreek Hill is getting traded. I'm like, what? And, like, he's getting traded to the... Uh, I think the person said Dolphins or or Packers. No, person said Dolphins or Packers. Oh, and I think shit. that was Could wrong. You fucking imagine. I think the Packers part was wrong. Yeah, I'd but say. I I get it. <laughs> I get it with like twenty minutes to go in the interview, and Spike's like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Like, yeah. I will finish, Need but like, second. I don't know. And so I had to like finish with him and then get done, make calls. Ended up reporting that. Think something like you know the Chiefs are fielding calls mm-hmm. and might trade him or something. Then he got traded later today. But like that twenty minutes sitting with Spike Lee, having to talk to him while knowing that I had like a burning fire in my pocket yeah, was correct. crazy. Did you ask him why he hasn't made a good movie in like ten years? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Inside Man. Whoa, he's doing a documentary. Yeah, Inside Man came out in like twenty ten. Z. Great movie, movie though. <laughs> Still plays. I'm not familiar with Inside Man. Oh, right. no. watch, it watch it on the so, way. So Fine Bomb was right. You are a fucking greenhorn dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watch that. Yeah, I interview Spike Lee hasn't even fucking seen Inside. <laughs> I've seen like Do the Right Thing. Yeah, sure. Well, well, Do the Right Crooklyn, Thing and watch fucking Crooklyn was Inside good. Man. That's good. One. Crooklyn had a great soundtrack. Well, all Spike Lee's movies have great soundtracks. Yeah, it's a staple. Um, I think we're done. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I think we yeah. are. I mean, I just want to say, Rapshi, you did a great job. Great job, Ian. I did, did not job, think man. I did not think this was going to go well, <laughs> and I thought you were going to be a big steaming pile of shit. But <laughs> you really got the job done today, and I just <laughs> want to give yeah. you your flyers. How you're still here? That's the best compliment he's ever said. Yeah, by really, actually, wow. I'm gonna print that out and frame it. He really yeah, normally tells AJ to go fuck himself. He does. I do. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, guys. I cannot believe that this all happened. This has been an honor. Um, not even joking. Can't even joke about Thank that. You. It has literally been an honor. It's fun. You guys are awesome. You made it very easy for me. If I get to do this again, maybe I'll hit the, the kind of the drop, drop thing. Drop. Yeah, yeah, you will. Yeah, mm-hmm. Maybe I won't screw it up like I did twice. That's it. I guess we're done. Yeah. yeah. Um, thank you guys for everything. Thank you for... I assume people watched, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see. I we'll guess. check. Yeah, we'll, check, yeah, we'll check the numbers. We'll check. Um, thank you, Pat, for letting me do this. Um, watch him on game day tomorrow. Yeah. Boom. Hopefully talking about me. Maybe. There's a chance <laughs> you get brought up. You think? Maybe. Well, it's not tomorrow. Doubtful. Doubtful. Overreaction Monday. Yeah. We'll, we'll oh, get maybe. We'll talk about you. Yeah, but watch him on game day uh, and watch this show all the places it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you guys very much. Feel good this Friday. Hell like yeah. we are right now, and boom. Goodbye.